Welcome to the Bass and Brews podcast, your weekly distraction from other high-quality podcasts. And now, your host, Alice from Swamp Rat Fishing, and the co-hostess with the mostest, the Jabberhammer, Paul Roberts. Welcome back to your weekly distraction from quality podcast content. Again, if this is your first time listening, Alex Swamp Rat Fishing ain't here. He's out doing his last tour in the Coast Guard. Appreciate your service. And he'll be back soon. I think we're at like uh, sub 30 days when he'll be back. And thank goodness. So that way the Bass and Brews podcast will have some social media content coming back out again. Because I suck at doing that. Anyway, we got a good show lined up for you today. We got my buddy Don Trail Sullivan. Don Trail's a local angler here in the Raleigh area with me, kayak fishing. And our guest tonight is Mr. Jay Jackson, J2 Country from the Instagrams. And and Jay, yeah. if, if y'all follow Jay on the Instagram, he, he's got a wild story and he fishes for damn near everything that swims. <laughs> <laughs> and so and, and he also, and I'll say this, and, and we'll get into this. He also drags Don Trail on a bunch of adventures that Don Trail probably would have never done if it wasn't for Jay. And I'm pretty sure uh, Don Trail probably wouldn't be kayak fishing if it wasn't for Jay. But, Jay, how you doing today, buddy? Doing good, man. How about yourself? <laughs> man, I'm, I'm doing all right. You know, it's a little late, a little late, but it, but here we are. I can't complain too much. Don Trail, how you doing? Pretty good. Just getting off the water myself. Well, there we go. Don Trail fishes seven days a week, and sometimes yeah, twice on Sunday. <laughs> there you go. Look at him. Well, well, look. So, so tonight we got three country people up on here. Though Don Trail, Don Trail's he kind of country. He spent a long time <laughs> down here in the country, but me and Jay's real country. Like we from the country, country, and I hope there ain't no subtitles. But I hope the people listening on the podcast can, can understand what's about to happen right now. Uh, we've had worse, but here we are. We're going to let it roll. So, so Jay, what has brought you to where you are right now sitting on this podcast? What, what, is, what is the story that has got you here today in, in September 2022? Like way, way back, like 2011 back? Bro, that was like a that was like a blink of an eye. So, so yeah, you know what's brought you to the point that from the Instagram and the social media and the fishing, what's brought you? What's brought you here right now? What's the story? I mean, like back in 2011, like that's when I first started kayak fishing and everything because I was a straight bank fisher, pier fisher. You couldn't get me on a boat. You couldn't get me, let alone on a kayak or anything else. I was just straight tearing the banks up. So. Saw this one dude out there in Lake Rim. Lake Rim is notorious for being bad for fishing, like in favor area. It's it's horrible. It's trash. But I mean, I've gotten it down to a point where I can fish it good now. But when I was on the um on the dock, fish for crappie, one guy went out on his thing. Then what it was at the moment, it was a kayak. He came back in, and half the time that I was fishing, and pulled a whole string of crappie. I'm looking like, bro, like. What is that? And how do I get it? How do I do this? Like, I want to know everything you're doing. So he ended up telling me that, hey, this is a kayak. 
do you have a kayak character? Like, obviously I don't because I'm asking <laughs> what this is. <laughs> I want to know. I'm on the bank. I'm on the the dock right now. I got these two lonely the small copy. You got a whole string of four twenty. <laughs> like. <laughs> He got he got a mess of he got a mess of crappy to fry and you over there ain't got enough to eat for dinner. Exactly. Like oh thin little things. He got um God, dog, I remember that day too. That day was lonely. <laughs> <laughs> that day was lonely. God. It was it was foggy outside. He went out, he came back in through the fog. I'm like, he's doing some kind of magic trick out there. I don't know what he's doing. But he ended up telling me, hey. I'm gonna be back out here tomorrow. Come back out here with a kayak. All right. So I went to Dispo and Goods, talked a whole bunch of guys in there, in there. And next thing you know, I end up walking out with a $300 kayak. I still have that kayak on my wall right now. My very first kayak ever. What was it? it it's a Future Beach Trophy Angler 126 10 kayak. Okay, I that's, have, that's the one you probably don't see around much. I ain't never heard of that one. The company went went under now. You can't find those kayaks no more. It's gone. Like I, th I think that's the first kayak I got trail on too. Yep. This is the future. <laughs> yeah, man. So I mean I put the I put that kayak through the paces. Like ever since I got it, he taught me everything within about like 30 minutes to an hour. The very next day he said, All right, you're good. Go. And I ain't scared to do it ever again. I can't I constantly the lake room to just so I said, hey man, thank you for helping me out because now you won't believe what's happening. But I ain't never said through it ever again. Ever. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so so that how long did you fish in that little kayak? God. When did I get that sit on top kayak? It was 2020, I think. Yeah, 2020. So two thousand eleven, yeah. Years in the city inside. Were you taking that out into the ocean and 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 stuff like that too at the time? I, I was doing the inshore. I wasn't doing the ocean because I thought about doing the ocean. I was like, "But well, waves get into it. I'm done." I was like, eh, <laughs> "You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and stick into the inshores and whatnot, which I still shouldn't have because not." Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I still did it anyway. But then got into a sit on top kayak. It was it's made on Future Beach also, and I still got that kayak here too. So I got in that in 2020, and then I jumped the gun again and got into a stand-up kayak, which is a lifetime Yukon Angler 116. And then later on, yeah, that's when Old Town hit me up. Well, we'll get into the Old Town talk, but 2011, man, that was back kind of that was back when kayak fishing still was 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 kind of unknown i mean that was a long time ago were you videotaping yeah. were you were you creating content then no nothing i won't take no pictures if i was taking pictures it was it was rarely it may be just like a, a fish like here i'm like oh got a fish in the kayak and that was it it wasn't actually nothing it wasn't until like 2000 probably 2020 actually when i started recording with my own my cell phone like actually like just holding the rod right here and hold my cell phone like right here's like all right like it was a circus show <laughs> it was a straight circus show so what 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 was your fishing uh knowledge and experience when you first started was it just bank fishing and like soaking worms and stuff or did you have some previous knowledge and experience or did you just hop in that damn kayak and start learning from there 
<laughs> no, it was mostly, I'm going to say, bluegill fishing and catfishing. I did some bass fishing, but it wasn't heavy as far as with, like, say, like artificials or anything like that. Pretty much, you know, catch bluegill, put them on a hook, throw it out there on a the bobber, wait until a bass gets it. It wasn't anything like we do now at all. Yeah. It's way less expensive. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And so two dollars in a pack of worms and you right bait and you keep keep replenishing your bait after that. Exactly. Bluegill. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just go up, go up that species ladder. Well, it, there ain't nothing better to fish for bass or big catfish with than live bait. Like there ain't nothing uh, you you it can be a day struggling. And you throw out some live bait, and the day struggling starts to end. You gonna get you gonna get something if you're in the right place. Oh yeah, most definitely. So when did you and Don Trail? When did y'all meet? When did y'all get connected? And how did you get his big ass out in a kayak? <laughs> we got connected back in Jack Brick High School. It was like 2004, 2006, something like that. Yeah, fresh freshman sophomore year was JV yeah. football. Yep. Oh, sweet football. Hell yeah. Y'all play football. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, man. So it was it was way back before we even started kayak fishing. And I just kept hounding him about going out in a kayak. Like I just kept going on. I was like, yo, you're you gonna come out here, dog. And he kept saying no. Then one day he said, Yeah. I was like, okay, I have to make this happen. I have to make this work. He has to <laughs> love this. Because if he doesn't. He's never gonna get back this over again. <laughs> this was, yeah, this was, this was till this wasn't until after I went to college and came back. I think like summer break or something like that, and I was home, and he hit me up, and I kept saying no because in my in the back of my mind, I keep hearing my mom say, "Get your ass out that boat." <laughs> <laughs> well, I kept putting it off for so long, but it was, you know, and it was the same way with me. Like I didn't have any kind of bass fishing knowledge or anything like that. I was just. You know, soaking worms or cut bait for catfish. That's what I did with TJ. Um, mm -hmm. So I didn't really, really have any bass fishing knowledge. And then uh, I think you loaned me a lure. I think when you took me out there, it was like a small crankbait or something. And I caught my first bass out of that kayak. Mm. That is right. It was um like a what was it, a sexy shad crankbait? Yeah. What year was that? Uh, was it 2011? I think. I think so. Uh, Damn. So, oh, so Dontro, you've been a, you've been fishing up in the kayak scene for a long time, then, huh? Not really. I mean, he took me out that one time, but that was it. <laughs> I didn't get my own kayak until uh, 2018, no, 2018, 2017, something like that. Okay. I had one, but I mean, I wasn't really fishing out of it that often. I mean, it didn't like me constantly fishing didn't start until. 2020 pandemic. I got you. That's when I really started like fishing like almost every day. There was nothing else yeah. to do. Well, what, what, what I, I what to do got shut down. So, well, yeah, that you with about 2.8 other million people. Yeah. Fishing <laughs> every day. So, so Jay, did you give him the good kayak or did you sit him in the little sit inside kayak and be like, all right, buddy, you follow me? <laughs> you got to, you got to work for it. That's it. We had two of them. He had two of the same, the city and future beaches. I have a problem of buying two kayaks at once. 
because I want to get I want to get everybody to like, look, you're gonna do this too. You're gonna love it, and then you're gonna go out and buy your own kayak. All right, like mm -hmm. it's like a little drug dealer. Like, hey, here's a little taste of it. You like that? All right, go ahead, do your stuff. <laughs> So we hear we hear a lot about growing the sport and, and all the podcasts you listen to, the fishing industry talk about growing the sport and the sport's really not growing as a whole, with the exception of of the COVID years, whatever. But but in general, the kayak side of fishing is booming because mainly the cost of entry to get somebody from the bank like both of y'all were doing fishing from the bank it gets them on the water and now they can reach that stump and those spots that they couldn't reach before so the fishing industry ain't necessarily growing but the kayak industry of of bass fishing and inland fishing is booming because people can still go buy a four or five hundred dollar kayak and, and get their ass off the bank and go fish just like a boat would and in a lot of places a boat would and then get into some of those places that they they won't is do you think that the kayak and this is a question for both of y'all since you kind of were at the same time and and were bank fishermen bank anglers did was was that the biggest draw for for getting into a kayak off the bank was to be able to get out on the water and fish like you would if you were in a, a bass boat oh yeah definitely yeah it, no matter how many times you're fishing on a bank somewhere, even if the whole lake is, if you can walk around the entire lake, it doesn't matter. You would always see fish jumping somewhere you couldn't get to. Right in the middle. I got to get on a boat. I got to be able to get out and, you know, go to the other side of the lake where I can't walk through the, you know, I can't walk on the bank on that side or, you know, they're out in the middle busting on fish. I got to get out there to where they're at. And so that's, that's really the main reason why, you know, people think they should, be able to get into a boat or a kayak or something to get off the bank. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, you said you said it perfectly right there. Like, you're sitting on the bank line. If if you're on a shore and you're just seeing fish out there busting, like you just like you're sitting there trying to yeet it out there and you cannot <laughs> get it out there. You're just like, all right, hopefully one straight bass is just gonna get my lure and wants it. Nope, not today. All right, we're gonna do it again. I'm gonna throw my arm out in the day. And then, and then you got your bait caster and you try to send one to try to get out there and you end up with a bird's nest. You just have to set that rod oh, off to oh, the side. Hold up. Yeah, confession time. <laughs> confession time. I don't I don't do bait casters. Okay. I I'm strictly spinning reel. Is what happened? Or have you not had something happen that you don't want to happen and so you, you stick with the spinning reels? Oh nah. Something's happened all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta tell us. You gotta tell us. I was, I've got too many birds' nests out of three different expensive reels. You know, one, one not expensive reel, two expensive reels, and now they're just paperweight. I'm looking like I'm about to just give them away on Instagram. So I'm like, hey, y'all, I don't like bird, I don't like big casts, but if y'all want to enter a contest, come on, it's like a three hundred dollar reel. Get it? Like I don't care. Freaking tag everybody. Get. I don't want this thing, but like one time, I was able to, I was able to cast it perfectly. I was like, "All right, let's see if I can reel it in." Reel it in, bass is on it for some odd reason. Bass is just taking line. I'm, I'm turning dials. I'm turning little knobs. I'm like, "Come on, please!" Then I stopped. I was like, "Screw it, can't line it, can't line it." We are putting it in. I'm just 
yanking it in. I'm like, yeah, no, never again. Because this is that was stressful. That was stressful. This man got a three hundred dollar bait cast reel, and he's hand lining a fish. So they, you do a lot of a lot of fishing in the salt water, and in the salt water world, spinning reels are are, are common. And you talking about there are people with spinning reels catching these damn like thirty inch redfish, these big mm-hmm. bulls, and like fish that are fight much stronger than any, any bass you would ever catch. And they're out there with spinning reels all day long. Like the, the bass scene has this um, this negative view towards spinning reels for whatever reason. But the saltwater guys right there with spinning reels for, for the, the main part, that's the guys that I know, that's what they're out there chunking. They catching shit way bigger than a bass they would ever catch. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, the drag is right there on the top. And it's right in my face. If it's pulling, I can go ahead and loosen it up, tighten it up. It's all right here for me. Baycaster, don't even get me started. <laughs> and, I'll let you have that. It might be a line capacity thing because you can get more line on a spinning reel, I think, than some some baitcasters, unless you got one of those big ass. Uh, well, I don't even know if they well, call them baitcasters when they're that big. Well, I think it's like a trolling. Yeah, but you can still get a three hundred, a three hundred size baitcaster that hold. I don't know how much line it holds, but it's going to hold as much line as probably a three thousand or thirty five hundred. I could be wrong, and if I am, y'all tell me. But I don't know. I'm just throwing some shit out there. But like some of these three hundred size baitcast reels hold a lot of line. That's what a lot of people fish big swim baits and stuff on. Get a little bit farther cast and this and that. But in general. The bait casting scene, it gets picked on the fairy wands or whatever people want to call them in the bass world. But man, it, it look, the only thing you, you need, you need an apparatus. You need a rod and a reel that takes whatever the hell lure you throwing and you need to get it to where the fish are. And then after you hook the fish, you just got to bring it in and, and all the reels do that. Now you can get into the specifics of stuff with having, uh, you know, Bait casters to do certain things and and real and, and gear ratios, but a buddy I fish with out here on Sharon Harris, that's all he uses spinning reels. He throws a damn crankbait, the same size crankbait I got, like a, a deep little wind, so eight to ten foot, you get it. He's out there and he catches just as many fish as I do on that spinning reel, catching them. Uh, you're throwing that crankbait. See, I'm talking about. Just use what you're comfortable with. It took me a minute to be comfortable with a baitcaster. And I used, well, but I started with a cheap one, like from Walmart, a quantum something. And <laughs> I just know I just kept the tension uh all the way tight so I wouldn't backlash and then you know eventually kept backing it off until uh I stopped getting backlashes. But I mean that's all it was. I mean it took a couple weeks and then I was good using that, and then once I got deep into what I'm doing now, it's cost a little bit of money to get the good ones. (laughs) A little bit. They're nice. Well, this man got three hundred dollar paperweights. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that. I mean, you could have, you could have, you could have given to me on Sunday when you saw me. I didn't know you had three hundred dollar (laughs) paperweights. Don Trail's like, whoa! Don't be giving them away on Instagram. (laughs) Hold up. How about this? We'll do, we'll do a joint um, giveaway. Go follow your page. Go follow my page. Uh, 
both YouTubes. Like, first of all, what is it, by the way? <laughs> wants to know now. One one is a lose, and the other one is a Shimano. Oh, sh hey, hey, don't be giving them away yet. Let me and Don Trail talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 90% of we, my reels are Shimano. Look, Don Trail, if we do this giveaway with Jay, I can promise you we're going to win. We're going to win those two reels. <laughs> it's going to be a rig giveaway. I'm going to tear by now. Y'all do what you got to do, but me and Don Trail winning them two reels. Hey, look who named me popped right ahead. All of a sudden, wow. <laughs> <laughs> So Jay, you you were you uh, saltwater fishing and freshwater fishing at time? Because if people don't know, Fayetteville, North Carolina is about thirty minutes from a lot of good fishing on the North Carolina coast. And so, were you minutes. were you doing both then, or did you get into the saltwater side once you started getting into a kayak? Now, I'm gonna say by myself, I started getting saltwater side when I saw when I got in a kayak. Now, before then, it was with my uncle and my granddad. They they constantly went out to uh, on my on big charter boats. I didn't particularly like because I mean they're going like 20, 30, 40, 50 miles out to catch you know like marlin, selfish, mahi, tuna, all that and everything. So you know, you didn't like it. I didn't huh? You say you didn't like it? I didn't really like. It. I don't like big boats. Only time I'll actually be in a big boat is just now. Just to take the kayak onto a boat and get it off. Like, all right, let's put it in the water. Let's dump it off and let's hook it. Like you and me gonna be doing that. I'm gonna oh, get you into that. Oh, you're trying to give me some some Robert Fields type shit, but it don't matter. You're do it. If you fishing for like marlin and, and mahi, mahi and all that, I I fish out of whatever you put well, me on. You, you gotta get him yeah. out that wheel free for y'all be going doing some deep sea fishing now because some shark gonna eat him. <laughs> nah. You get him in that old town where he where he can he can do something with it then. <laughs> I got I got I got plenty of I got plenty of kayaks to try to use. So so you you had some saltwater experience and you're closer to the coast, so you were able to do both. What what were the fish you were targeting when you first went out there and started fishing out the kayak in the saltwater? Reds and flounder. And those, those are still my two favorite fish to fish for, too. Mm. I'm going to say flounder more so. Definitely. I mean, they sort of, I mean, here you go. So reds typically fight like bass, and flounder typically fight like catfish. I tell everybody that. Like, it's, it's a hand-in-hand -hand type deal. I love the way catfish fights because it'll come in kind of easy a little bit for a while and whatever. And when it gets close to the kayak, it's diving. It's gone. It's like it's trying to get away from you. Same thing with flounder. It's going crazy. Sure, would you would you say that say that though? Yeah, so I, I hooked. Well, like the last flounder I caught, like I didn't even know what it was at first because it felt like just solid weight. And then when it came up to the boat, then it started you know trying to run. But mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was until it got close to the boat. So we, you know, the majority of anglers that we've had on here in this podcast really is geared towards content creators. You know, we, we, the, the whole thing is get content creators, but they're creating content around fishing. And we've had a lot of anglers on here. Most of them have been freshwater, but we've had the, the paddlers playbook guys on from down in Texas and they're primarily saltwater guys. And I don't think that people realize like they're in a mecca of, of saltwater fishing where they are. 
Yes. And so they're the Houston area. So they get all into Galveston and wherever the hell they fish down in there. And that's, that's kind of a Mecca for, that is a Mecca for saltwater fishing. North Carolina is also kind of an unknown area. Now, and I say this not as a saltwater angler, might, as a saltwater angler, people might know that this shit's awesome. But the, for the folks that are listening, if you get an opportunity to go fish in the saltwater off the coast of North Carolina, it's one of the closest places to the Gulf on the East Coast. And so you have a lot of fish come into the inlets and you got bull reds that you can catch that are huge. You got the flounder, you got, uh, you know, everything. That's, and, and it's, it's so neat to watch Jay and, and your adventures because you are all over the place with the fish <laughs> you're catching. You're crappy fishing, you're bass fishing, you're catching catfish, you're on the saltwater catching stuff. You know, that, that, that North Carolina saltwater scene has a lot to offer especially for for kayak anglers mm -hmm. that's true i mean i just want to catch everything i'm i just want to catch them all that's it so so um, you're a true testament of the tug is the jug oh yeah definitely like i don't, I don't care the bigger the fish i don't i love it like drag <laughs> me drag <Yeah>. me <laughs> so it's i can like yeah it's like so that, that, that it's like that 10 pound catfish I called at our tournament this past Saturday on Baden Lake on a drop shot. Um, I, I thought I had something for a little bit till it came to the surface. And then I'm like, great. Now what I do with this big old nasty. <laughs> uh, so, well, what, what is like, what, what is your favorite fish that you're going to fish or saltwater, freshwater? Like what's the, what's, what's the one thing that gets you up in the morning and gets you giddy. Well, pretty soon, <clears throat> trail is going to be fishing for a bull red. Mm. Yeah, because I, I want to cross that forty plus inch red off my list. Maybe, hopefully, three or four or five times in that one day. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Now how far? Like, how far do you have to go out for that, or is that something you're that you're gonna? They're moving into the. The inlets on that. Uh, they're moving to some of the inlets, whatnot. Um, I don't want to give a specific spot out for people who are listening, but I mean, in that general area of like you know Noose River area, whatnot. You know that's that's common. That's that's well known. And then as the water start to get colder, they'll start to move down to like the right Spirit area, whatnot. And then they'll they ship out past South Carolina and Georgia come across and head straight over to my Corpus Christi area. Hmm. Look, you don't have to worry about giving out spots on this podcast because we, we have a bunch of people who listen, but there's only about three or four people actually listen to what's being said. So you're safe if you want to talk about areas on this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. That one person might come come to me like, hey, man, didn't I give you that spot? Uh... <laughs> Look, yeah. Jay, Jay gonna head out next weekend. There's gonna be like 80 people on this spot. He's like, where the hell did y'all come from? Man, we listen to Bass and Brews. <laughs> I, I remember I did that one time. I actually put out a video on how to fish Lake Graham. It was like sometime this year. And next thing you know, I had like, it was like 20 people out there in kayaks. I'm looking like, ain't nobody. Out there. I'm like, then I heard people talking about my YouTube video. I'm like, are you serious? Like, 20 people come out here in kayaks because y'all 
start a YouTube video and now y'all think y'all can fish Lake Rim like that? No, y'all gotta y'all gotta work at it. Y'all gotta work at it. Yeah, that's that's never the thing. Known <laughs> you know, Don Trail po- posts a lot of videos, and he's here uh, Raleigh local, and he you know posts videos of our our local lakes, and so you hear a lot of people get upset about spot burning with YouTube videos. And now it's gotten a little bit better here recently because everybody's trying to put out YouTube videos, but you still have to, you can, those fish might not be on that spot every day. That might've just been there that day. But exactly. even if, even if it is a honey hole, you still have to go out there and be able to catch them. And it's, it's just, it's different every day you go out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went out to Lake Wheeler and it was one day I was out there by myself, really, because it was raining. I caught, they were schooled up in a spot. I think I caught six or seven off of that one spot. I've never seen them schooled up there again. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just because you see a YouTube video and, you know, they're in this one spot, doesn't mean you're going to be able to go out there and smash them on that same spot. Exactly. So Jay, what got you started into into wanting to record your stuff and share it through social media and create YouTube videos? What what was the thing that got you started in the, into wanting to do that? Because I think that leads into more. Well, I know that leads into more where you are now and how profound you've become into the fishing community. I say initially, it's just to get more people out there, and then essentially to to like. Cause when I first got started into it, I didn't see any blacks out there. I was, I'm the first generation out there in my whole family. My mom thought I was crazy. She she was like, okay, let me go ahead and um, get you a living will and let me go ahead and get your life <laughs> straight and everything because you're going to die. <laughs> really, mom? <laughs> you could say, I love you, be safe. No. <laughs> Just normal stuff. <laughs> right? So <laughs> it was it was most definitely I mean it was most definitely getting more blacks out there and everything, get more people of color out there and just to see, you know, because I believe in rep- representation and whatnot. And the more more black people see like me out there or shirt out there or whatnot, they'd be like, okay, this is a normal thing. And then they see other people and they're like, okay, this is this is this is we can do this too. I'm like, yeah, y'all can do this too. I mean it's not just an Islander thing or a white thing. It's, it's an everybody thing. Come on, like that's I'm like, yo, let's grow the community. Like, and the kite fishing community is awesome. Like, it's it's simply awesome. It's you meet somebody and it's dope. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and and we'll go to something recent. You made a post. So this past Sunday, was it like eight of y'all went out and were fishing off the coast, and and you made the post about. You know, we're a mixed crowd of folks out here just enjoying fishing. And it was, you know, it was, it was white guys, some black guys. And y'all were just out there fishing. And, you know, the, that's the thing about fishing. It brings people together. It brings, mm-hmm. it brings races together. It brings female and male together. There's no uh, physical limitations in fishing. That, like, it's not like football, Right. You, yeah. you put, you know, you put a woman out there in the NFL and, and it's, it's probably going to be a little rough fishing. There's no limitations in what you are. Matter of fact, the MLF guy in the Toyota series just won the tournament. And he ain't got no legs. Did y'all see that? Oh, yeah. Have y'all seen those posts? 
Mm-hmm. Go look that up. I, I, I apologize for not remembering his name and, and this stuff. I just scrolled through and saw it today. But I mean, he won a tournament and he had there and he he doesn't have any legs. He's out there bass fishing. So I mean, the there physical, you go. yeah, the there's no physical limitations that keep us from going out and fishing. And that's on a boat. That's on a kayak. That's from the bank. It doesn't matter if you can get to a body of water, and you can put a reel in your hand with some lures or some bait. You know, you can fish. Yeah, yeah. his name was a uh, Hunter Hunter Bauman. I, yeah, because I just looked it up. But I, yeah, see, I, I looked at it. You, I searched the YouTube video after I saw the MLF post, and I remember seeing him before on social media, but I didn't think mm-hmm. he was, you know, fishing the uh, the MLF stuff. So I thought that was and then, cool. yeah, and then we just had a 15 year old win the Hobie BOS on Dardanelle, and I'm pretty sure that he had he'd first never been in a kayak. Yeah, yeah, first time in a kayak, and so I that's that's the biggest thing with the kayak part of it. And, you know, we we have some bass boat guys, and every now and again, when we have a kayak centric podcast, they're like, "Yeah, I kind of get lost in this and that." I'm like, "Well, look, man, you you had never tried to fish out of a kayak." But but that's it's 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 an equalizer for fishing. Not everybody can go out there and buy a a, a John boat, put a motor on it, and that stuff. Pushing the space, you know, hauling it. it. The kite just creates a different opportunity for people to get out on the water. So yeah, you yeah. started you started your social media stuff. You know, you wanted to just go out there, share your story. How long did it take you to to start getting traction? Like, what what was was it right away, or did you have to work for it for a couple of years? Like, what what was that timeline from where you started to kind of where you are now? That you, where people know you and people are, people are reaching out to you to be on their teams and the sponsor and and for you to be a sponsor of theirs. It it was very quick. It was I'm mean, surprising. I posted every single day of just regular stuff, like uh, just me going out there fishing. If I catch a fish, I catch a fish. If I catch a little fish, I'm posting it. If I catch a big fish, I'm posting it. Some people only, care, only post a big fish. I'm like, look, this is real fishing right here. I caught this little dink. It was 11 inches, and this is all I caught, all right? <laughs> so here's a picture. <laughs> yep. Um, I posted every day from like, it was 2020. Uh, January all the way till I want to say it was like May, and that's when the first sponsor came about, which was Tatty Can Fish Shop. And me and them started talking a little bit, and it was like, Yeah, we, we love what you're doing, we love what you're about. You know, how about you thought about being uh, one of our athlete sponsors? I'm like, you get sponsored for this stuff? <laughs> no way. You're lying. This is a fake account. Uh-uh. It's all sending me everything. I'm like, this is real. Oh, God. This is real, real. What do I do? I don't, got, I don't got to record my phone no more. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it was very quick done. The game traction and everything. After that, it was Carolina Waters, which glad Trez up on, on the team now. Because I I, I definitely vouched for him. I was like, yo, sign, please. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. I, if I get him on every team I'm on, I'm like, yo, do, do it. Like, yo, Fisher, say do it. Old Town, do it. Rev Laser, yeah, gear, do it, do it, do it. Mm-hmm. Sign him too. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it, it, 
so you know that's what all that's what's awesome about the community too is these these companies can find people that really benefit them and where that you y'all too are bringing value to that company as well i mean you know you're you y'all are you're two black guys you're reaching a different demographic than somebody like i am and so i'm i'm from the piedmont or the pd area south carolina kind of eastern south carolina y'all from eastern north carolina there's a huge huge minority population that fish every day every weekend they out there fishing and that's a whole different demographic you can reach because bank anglers are the ones that drive fishing and, and fishing sales they're they're a majority of 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 the fishing community or the folks fishing from the bank or from the docks or, you know, stuff like that. The, the ones in the boats are a smaller side of that, but to, to be able to reach out and to, and to touch somebody else. And like you said, Jay, get more people into, into fishing and getting them out into kayaks because it's a workout getting out on a kayak too. Oh yeah. You, you ain't just out there farting around. I mean, you can, but even if you are out there just farting around, but you, you gonna you gonna spend some time. <laughs> and this is coming Jay also, if y'all don't know, is a big CrossFit guy. So if you look at his stuff, you're not gonna only gonna get fishing, you're gonna get some some health and uh and make your body look better videos. I obviously have not watched those enough because I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's a little bit of everything. So tell us that side of it, Jay. What what where does the CrossFit come in? How how does that because your YouTube channel, or you, I don't know if your YouTube does, but your Instagram channel has both. Like, how does that fit in with with your with what you do with fishing? I mean, with CrossFit, it's functional fitness. Like anything that like think about CrossFit wise, I'm gonna translate it into kayak fishing. Because say doing a deadlift, you're how can I say? Um, not even bringing a fish up at the from the side of the kayak, whatnot. If it's a big fish. But say if you're lifting your kayak up onto the back of your truck, you essentially want to do it in a good form. So you want to throw your back out. So you're doing a deadlift from the ground up and just pushing it in. Like it can be anything crossfit related, it's functional fitness. It could be translate straight into uh, fishing, kayak fishing, bow hunting, anything. Uh, say if you're you're putting your kayak on the top of your car or something like that, that's gonna be a push press. You're doing straight from there. So you want some good form once again, not throwing your back out. Like it's, I'm not gonna stop doing CrossFit. At first, I was doing it as a competitor-wise, traveling, chasing competitions, and everything. And I was just, I was, I was. Uh, now thinking back, back at it, I was a freaking nature because I was like squatting <laughs> 455 and still 165 pounds. Mm. I was like, yeah, it was. I was a freaking nature back then. But now, back, back like six months ago. Hey, yeah. Hey, so Jay, so Jay, you got Don Trail in the kayak fishing. Why his ass ain't doing no CrossFit? Yeah, I tried back in college. I liked it. I did it, but the issue with CrossFit is it's expensive as hell. <laughs> so it's fishing. You had to <laughs> well, yeah. But I'm not gonna feel bad about a hundred dollar, two hundred dollar reel. Could you still have it? With a two hundred dollar <laughs> gym membership that I'm not using. And it's gone. 
<laughs> JC, you got a $200 reel. You still got it. You spent $200 on, on your, your Gold's Gym membership and you went one time. That shit gone. Exactly. It's, it's, I'm good with, with my $20 gym membership that I got now. <laughs> Look, Dontrell, me and you both need to get on some kind of – it don't got to be CrossFit, but we got to get on just something fit. We need to get on something fit because I gained <laughs> more weight, the heaviest i ever been, since I got this damn pedal kayak, and I thought I was going to lose weight. I didn't gain weight since I got this thing. Shit, come to think of it, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because I get home after not catching fish on a tournament or on a practice day, and I get home, I'm all depressed. So I just start, you know, depression. So you, to eat. you know how Greg, when he had Greg Blanchard, when he has his bad days, he'll go to In and Out. Yeah, he had a little bit of too many bad days. <laughs> That's right. Come home, come home, get a tub of ice cream, eat the whole damn thing, thinking about how oh, sorry you are fishing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so talk about the most recent trip, y'all. Just so for folks that don't know, Don Trip, look at big old dog. Oh my God, is that a Dalmatian? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I hope that dog's trained because that's a wild dog there. <laughs> nah, nah, she's pretty chill. I mean, oh. she's excited when new people are around. She jumps on everybody, but she's pretty chill. Why don't you take her on the kayak fishing with you? That's not gonna happen. She don't like water. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. You ain't got to worry about her jumping in. Well, I don't think she'll sit still either. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Be done tipped you over. Talk about y'all's most the, – the trip we referenced earlier where y'all – you had like 10 folks y'all went out on the salt water. How did y'all get that set up? Was it a bunch of buddies? Was it guys that y'all met just throughout fishing? Like, what what started that? What got y'all out there? Uh, so, initially, like, I, I just want to get everybody in the salt water. I mean, I'm going to get Don Trail out there. I'm going to get Trail out there any, any time, any day. Like, I'm – if he's free, I'm like, yo, let's go talk. Let's come on. I know you're a bad fisher, but today we're gonna do something else. We're gonna, yeah. But as far as that though, me and this one dude, Jared, um, he stays down by the coast a little bit because Faber is actually about like an hour and a half, two hours away from the coastline. So I was like, I just want to get everybody together. So he got um, his wife and a buddy together. She has a top water 106 PDL and he has a salty PDL and Jared actually has a salty PDL also too. So then I hit up one of my homies, Ryan, and then he hit up one of his homies, Elliot, and I hit up Trail and initially Trail was like, uh, I got a vibe. I was like, well, some y'all old towns out there, man. So <laughs> so I know, I was uh, like, old town lonely party. I mean, I was like, I, mean, I know you got a kayak for me to use if, if that's what it is. Look, he didn't want to show up, be like everybody. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he's been a vibe. Like that's not the vibe, man. I, I know that's yeah. not the vibe, but it. it sorry. Look, so yeah. If, if he just showed up, that vibe, be like, I bet he uses this spinner reel upside down. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know how the, how the vibe would have did out there because initially we did go offshore until the wind started turning and we was right in between the tide change too. Oh I shit! Yeah, it, it was. Oh, sure. How how was the waves and the swells and everything? 
if you were not an experienced kayaker, you probably would have panicked. But I mean, <laughs> in the the salty, I was fine. I mean, I didn't really think it was you know something to be panicking about because I was fine. I didn't feel like I was gonna be you know rocked or tipped over or anything like that. Uh, but I mean, it was it was fine. I mean, we could have kept going, but we decided to be safe and and turn back around and head back to calmer waters. Yeah, well, and, and that brings up a good point too about. Uh, since we're talking mainly about kayak fishing and, and getting into kayak fishing, that's also something to say about getting that $200, $300 kayak and, and feeling secure and safe versus going out there in a $1,500 kayak or a $3,000 kayak. Like you're going to be able to not only feel safe, but still fish in inclement weather and not even inclement. Let's just say you got 12 mile power winds on Sharon Harris out of the north. That lake sets up north-south. So 12 mile power winds on there, you can't hide. I mean, if you even if you want to go into some creeks and fish and get away from it, you still got to get out there into that into the shit to get over there. And if you're tipping over, I mean, worst case scenario is you're not wearing a life vest and you're drowned. But more often than not, you're gonna lose the stuff that you brought with you. So, you know, that's 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 a lot to say, too, about being able to. And, and Jay, I think this is one of the things that it sounds like you do really good is you have all these different kayaks. And so you get people out there. You're inviting people to come try the kayak, try the kayak, try kayak fishing. And you have all these different kayaks that they can try and you get them out there in the little sit in sides and then the cheaper sit in tops. And then you put them out there on a on a um, old town PDL. And they get to start to experience it. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't waste that $500 on this lifetime kayak and save another $500 and buy used Old Town or, or Native or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, and that's to say something, too, about what you're doing in the community that you are with getting people out there is you're giving them a bunch of different experiences. And that's pretty neat, man. There's not a lot of folks that are that are bringing people in and really helping them. And, and you have, you have the resources to give them that, that those different perspectives so they can make those a better decision and what they want to do. I know he spoiled somebody. He (laughs) set somebody's expectations high. He let somebody uh, go on a joy ride and is a AP 120. And what happened after that? Oh, I don't know. But if he wants a kayak and he wants something close to that, it's not going to be cheap. <laughs> no. Yeah, man. I mean, because the AP AP 120, I mean, dude, I haven't posted on Instagram or anything, anything like that, but I posted on my stories. You know, I don't got, I probably got like maybe 200, maybe 200 people watching my stories daily. But um, like, I post my AP on there, I post the MK on there or whatnot. And if I'm out and about, say around this one lakes or whatever, you know, I I tell people like, hey, come on, get on mm-hmm. now, now, get on, come on, let's go. Like, here's a life jacket. There you go. You're safe. I'm gonna instruct you how to do this. Okay, you got ten minutes. All right, cool. Because you're gonna you take twenty. All right, go. <laughs> 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 yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm definitely I'm I'm grateful and blessed to be able to actually have all these sponsors and have all these companies, you know. You know, stand behind me and back me up, and 
see what I'm doing for the community-wise, because I'm definitely about the community, even from back in 2011. Like, I mean, because I didn't have to, I, I didn't have to go out and buy another kayak, the same exact kayak <laughs> at that. <laughs> I, my literal thought was like, I need to get more people into this. I have to, because when I found out about this and when I felt the joy in, in everything I felt about, I'm like, why are people doing this more? Like, let's, I'm, I'm gonna save my money up. I'm gonna spend my money and buy another kayak and I'm just gonna buy people out. So I'm basically just doing the same thing I did back in 2011, just on a bigger scale now. And hopefully I'll be able to do it on a nationwide scale which is going to be the, the next plan. I want to be able to visit every state. I'm going to hit North Carolina first, then South Carolina, Virginia, and start branching out and just keep going until I hit, hit California, Washington State. Let's go to Mexico, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you – and so when you think about pe people creating content, I, I think a lot of them want to create content to, to make money and get sponsors and get discount codes, right? What do you think that your videos showing people showing you getting people out into the water and and kind of sharing the experience and how much do you think that helped with a lot of these with you with your catapult into the sponsorship realm? Do you think that community outreach and showing that and and showing those those folks getting engaged helped you? Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely because. I'm not gonna say it's selfish for people, but you know, sometimes they really don't want to watch until they're included. And that's, that's not a bad thing at all. Mm. Because once they get included in something, then it's like, oh, wow, like I, I actually know what this is now. I actually know why he's putting this out there like this. And it's like, yeah, you, it's some people actually think it's for me, but I'm like, nah, it's, I don't need all these kayaks. I'm only one person. Like, I got two salties right now. Why do I have two salties? Like seriously, I don't need two salty PDL 120s. Like, if I want to go out, if I want to go out with my salty, get thrown out of my salty, and get somebody out on the MK, get another person on the AP. Like, let's let's all go. Let's let's go four wide. I don't care. Well, well yeah. it's a good thing you got an extra salty because Don Trail didn't have to show up in his vibe reel and his spinner reel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, so Jay, how how tall are you? And this is a question. I'll once you answer this, I'll tell you why I'm asking this question. In my mind, I'm six foot five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, six what's foot your five. mama say? How, how how tall is your mama say you are? I'm five foot eight. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I asked this because I saw that picture of you standing beside Brandon, that bass fishing dude who's been on here. <laughs> And look, Brandon's a big boy. We all know seven foot tallest kayak angler in the world. Man, you look like my eight year old standing beside me, standing beside Brandon. And if if anybody, the people who are still listening to this podcast, go go on Jay the Country on Instagram and scroll through, and you'll you can't miss it. Jay <laughs> looks like an eight year old child standing next to his hero. <laughs> <laughs> And I've Look, been floating around. It's like that picture with uh that Kevin Hart took with Shaq a while back. <laughs> it's just like that too. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it looks like. Like Kevin Hart standing beside Shaq Dude. with Jay and Brandon. Because when we were done at ICAST initially, like I was on a on a boat demo day and I was out there and everything. So all I hear was J2 Country. I'm looking like, hey, who's calling my name? I'm like, 
Oh, who do, who are you, bro? <laughs> What's that, Brandon? Man, you better back up. <laughs> hey, I'm level. <laughs> back up, please. <laughs> So, so Wait, let's, let's take a picture. Let's, let's take a uh, picture together. You're like, hold on, let me go stand on the back of this truck. Right. How was ICAST? I know you got invited this past year. Uh, so how, how was that? And how did that even get in, get started? Man, ICAST was... I still process it every now and again. I'm still like, I can't believe I went there. Um, got invited by Old Town. Like, it was just... It was all of a sudden, it was like, hey, you free these days? I'm like, yeah, I'm free these days. Okay, well, I cast. I'm like, okay, I cast. And it was like, yeah. So it was, it was, Old Town took care of everything for me. I had to worry about anything like that. Oh, man, hold on. Jeez. You put a heavy one on me. Okay. Well, it's first it's, day. It's, I'll I'll say this as you're thinking, because folks, let's take the classic for instance, right? There's there's the majority of people at the classic go as observers. With ICAST, you 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 just can't be a regular person and show up. You have to have media credentials, or you got to come with somebody who's there. It's it's a it's a it's it's the same thing, but for somebody that's never been, you're kind of going into you're going into one of the biggest industry trade shows where it's just you and all the other industry people. That's that's who's there. So there's a little bit of a starstruck that that I'm assuming is probably there. Yeah, I mean, all the big names you hear about fishing wise, content creators, uh, people who have like. 400,000 followers, subscribers on YouTube, people who are on Major League Bass Fishermen, like anybody out there, like, you just like, I ain't never think I was going to meet you ever. And you send a shake in the hand, you're like, okay, so, and they ask me who I am, whatnot, like, okay, let me go ahead and follow you on Instagram, man. I like your stuff. Like, let's make the fish, whatnot. Uh, different companies and whatnot. I mean, it was, it was unreal. And to actually know I actually realized how many people actually know of me was unreal too. Cause I was like, I, cause I'm, I'm in my mind, I'm still a regular guy and I'm always going to be a regular guy. Like no matter what I can be TikTok famous, Instagram famous, YouTube famous. I don't care. Like I'm going to be a regular guy. You can still come up to me, shake my hand and I'm still about to go fish for me. I don't, let's go. <laughs> so well, just to have a lot of people actually come to me and I didn't, I didn't know their name. I mean, I was humbled by it. I was really humbled by it. But just to get out there, I cast and talk fishing, just for like almost a week straight. Get people out on, out on like the boat demo days. Like, hey, come on, let's go. Like, they had to pull me out of the sun. They're like, yo, Jay, you're doing too much, man. Come on, let's get in the shade. I'm like, I'm built for this, man. Let me give give some water. Just, ah, I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Look, give me a liquid IV, and I'm good for the next eight hours. Exactly. I, I carried around with me. I'm like, all right, hey, get in this boat, man. You'll love it. All right, don't worry about this. Keep it above me. That's all I got to do. All right? <laughs> Look, that man out there got an IV in, pedaling around a boat. Anybody can do it. Exactly. So, I mean, getting people out there on the demo days is great. Um, 
getting people just to come by with booze. I mean, just to link up with with individuals, like especially people who are on Instagram or YouTube or whatnot, and then we can actually meet in person. That like solidify a relationship right there. It was it was nonetheless dope, man. Like I cast if anybody ever happens to get the chance to go to it, go to it. Like you will not regret it. Mm. You will not regret it. And so you brought up you brought up a point that I want to touch on that goes back to you just being out locally fishing. You said you met people at iCast that knew who you were and how humbling that was. How often do you go out fishing and have people come up to you and be like, hey, man, you're Jaded Country that that know you. Do you have that happen a lot? How does that make you feel? And like, what's is that a driving force for you to keep going sometimes maybe when you're like, damn, I don't I ain't catching no fish. Fish sucks. I don't want to post anything like what is how does that make you feel? It's been real good. Um, I've actually had it. I'm probably say about maybe 20 times, maybe if I'm counting. And I'm just like, it is cool. It's, it's really cool. It's like people actually watch my videos. People are actually like sharing my stuff or what. I actually had one guy. I went down to the coastline and I had, I had a pretty fire day out there too. And I was coming in and next thing you know, I mean, some guy came up and he was like, hey, EJ Jackson, right? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, do I owe you money or do I hit your truck or something like that? What did I do? I was like, dude, I watch your videos. I love your Instagram. I was like, oh, snap. And I was always talking. I was talking with this one family. It was a, a black family. And they was asking about the kayak and everything, too. And same thing, you know, they didn't know black people do that. And I was like, yeah, I mean, whenever, like, Take my Instagram down, take my cell phone number down, Facebook, yada yada, and hit me up. And whenever y'all want to go out, I'll I'll meet y'all somewhere. And the guy comes up and he's like, "Hey, this guy right here, he's a celebrity." I'm like, "I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. You are. You're not in your eyes, but you are. You are to to those folks, especially locally. I mean, you know." Where y'all are is is very rural. Fayetteville, Fayetteville, besides the base, is rural. Yeah. And the areas you're fishing is rural. So, you know, for folks be, to be able to see you on social media and YouTube and all this shit and to get to meet you, like that might be the most famous, you're, you might be the most famous person they've ever met. Yeah, I mean, and then you talk about, you know, what we've talked about, like representation. And, you know, you have people that are, you have kids, they're always on Instagram or YouTube and they're always mm-hmm. on social media, you know, and they might like fishing, but all they know is bank fishing. If they're going out with their uncles or dad, they, all they do is bank fishing. Yeah. They come across your profile and it's like, this guy's on a boat. And then they see you out and, out you know, out in public, out in real life. And it's like, hey, you're that guy. And so it's, you're always going to, you're always going to want to be that person for somebody else. To let them know that hey, this is cool. This is what we do. If you want to be a part of it, just let me know. Definitely, that's 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 the nail on the head right there, honestly. And Don Trill, have you had that happen here locally where you are? Uh, not not really. One time I've had it happen, and I was in uh, Dick Sports off of Capitol, I think. 
Oh yeah, yeah. This was uh, this was before I changed my Instagram handle, and usually when people call me by my Instagram handle, it's because they know me because of my car, and so yeah. <laughs> Dustin, we gotta talk. We gotta talk about. We gotta talk about Don Trill before he got that little Ford Ranger too. Go ahead, keep your story up, but we. Y'all remind me in case I damn forget on get on some other stupid ass topic. We got to go back to Don Trail fishing with with that that what is it a hunt? Anyway, finish your story. We'll go talk about your yeah. car because that's a funny yeah, ass story. Yeah, but I was <laughs> yeah I was in Dick's. I was looking at uh, some baits and stuff, and uh, this guy came up to me. He's like T.O. Trail, and I was like, Yeah, what's up? And he was like, Yeah, I follow you on Instagram. It was like I, I watch videos and stuff like that. I mean, I, I put out YouTube videos like every now and then, and it's just editing is a whole lot. Like I don't. Quick complaint: We talked about this. Go ask me. Yeah, he was just like, "Yeah, I, I watch your videos and this and that." And I'm just like, "Okay, cool." And he was like, uh, "He's actually somebody who works for uh, Mystery Taco Box. Uh, he's he works for some. He works for Mystery Taco Box somewhere in there." And um, he was like, uh, "I want to get a whole bunch of." Or I'm in a group, or I'm trying to start a group of, you know, black anglers that are in the Raleigh area, and so he took my number down and he added me to this uh, group me, yeah, group me uh, app, uh, text group with a bunch of other guys, and you know we talk and you know share pictures and stuff like that every now and then. It's pretty cool. We haven't done like a meetup or anything, but um, but it was just pretty cool if somebody you know recognized me for that wasn't my car. Which is what I have posted ninety nine percent of the time. <laughs> so Don Trail, Don Trail. First of all, y'all go look at Don Trail's page and skim through the last about I don't know fourteen months, and you'll you'll get down to his car. What kind of car do you have? So, and were you hauling around a kayak on that car? Yeah, it was. It's a Acrotiel. Um I had. Well, I was car topping it because I had a light kayak, one of the sitting kayaks first. I think it was a Pelican, I think. Easy, easy kayak to car top. Wasn't an issue. But hold on, hold on, hold on. Look, look, hold on. Jay, you know you were talking about CrossFit and being able to press up the kayak and all that shit. Look, Mm -hmm. on Don Trail's car, you ain't had to press up nothing. It's amazing. It's amazing that car was able to ride down the road. It was so, so low. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. All right. So there's been plenty of times where well, I'd rather he's falling behind me in my big old truck. I'm looking like, how does that make it down these roads? This is a big pothole. I think the dude right here just <laughs> look like he's making it. Let's go. He's serious. This car got this far from the ground. Yeah. That Remember car, we went down to Tayfair River one time and you know locking down. That's like a two three mile dirt road before you even get down to the to the damn river. Yep. So following Jay and his lifted truck down the dirt road. <laughs> well, that car, I'm that like car. I'm not worried about myself. <laughs> what about him? But look, y'all could have put that car on top of your truck, Jay, because that, <laughs> that car is, is almost the size of my Hobie. <laughs> All right, Don Trail. So keep keep talking about when you start, first started fishing. You had the car 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 topping because that's the other thing, right? Everybody, if people go out there and they see kayaks on trailers, they think they need a kayak. They gotta have a truck. 
You mm-hmm. don't have to. You don't have. Don Trail's talking about a damn a slam low Acura hauling kayaks all over the place for two years before he bought his little Ranger. Yep, and it got heavier because after that Pelican, I got a was it a, a Sin twelve T something like that. Mm-hmm. that. That's a barge there. Yep, that yeah. The Shadow Cat Field and Stream Shadowcaster, all barges. Mm-hmm. 90, 90 pound kayaks. And so I was caught up pencil. Yep. <laughs> and that, I mean, that, and car topping those got old quick. So that's when I had to, <laughs> I had to find me something to put, throw in the back. I can throw those kayaks in the back. Look, Jay, you probably, if you've ever been at the ramp before Don Trail got there and it's on a gravel road, you always know it's Don Trail because you're sitting there waiting, you know, you got the boat in the water, you're just sitting around shooting shit, having a biscuit beating. And all of a sudden, you see headlights and you hear a truck coming out. I'm like, damn, how fast are they going? <laughs> 100 miles an hour. It's like, oh, shit, that's Don Trail. Get out of the way. I, this this man ain't never been on time to launch. He is always 10 minutes <laughs> and 100 miles an hour behind. We left the house for this. We left the house this past Saturday for the tournament. And we all go, and, and me and the other guy, Wiggs, we're getting there. We get to the ramp. I'm like, Where's Don Trail? So I don't know. I, he looks. Oh, he texts me. He's going to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we don't. I was prepared. I didn't bring. Well, we, yeah. That, I mean, that was my. That was, that was well. That was my routine. I was planning on going to McDonald's, but you know, I left later. I left at the same time as you guys. I should have left before. I know we left 15 minutes later, and we wanted to. You still went to McDonald's. The funniest was is when we fished uh, falls earlier this year, Don Trail. We put in at the at the river, and mm. you were running late, and that's you were coming down that damn gravel road. We're all sitting there in caps at the ramp, and you can see the gravel road. We're like, "Holy shit, that dude's fucking flying!" <laughs> like, you know what the hell's going on? And and <laughs> back in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I might be a little bit more late than he is. <laughs> yeah. Guilty. Now, see, I'm not going to McDonald's because I don't eat out. But uh-huh. I'm sitting here, like, making burgers, making chicken, making rice. And I'm like, all right, get all my meals together. I'm like, because I'm on the water eating. Like, I got all my meals in a, in a cooler. And I'm just like, all right, I'm going to respect here. I'm going to give me a sandwich. I'm going to... Hold up, you take meals on the water. Yes, sir. Just like I, 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 exactly. I about to say, I always done the <laughs> Just like yeah, big cool in the back, ice pack, got drinks, I got hamburgers, <laughs> french fries, and they're all cold. <laughs> they're all cold. I thought and I looked inside Ryan's cooler on Sunday. That guy had lunchables in there. He had drinks. He had. <laughs> Uncrustables in there. I was like, he was good. He's camping out here. He was good to go for a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all look in my damn cooler when I'm out fishing. If I got down tournament days, I bring a cooler. I got I got three electrolyte packs. I got four bottles of water. And then I might have a slim gym from the gas station that morning. That's it. Like in and, and I'll have out of those four water bottles three of them would be slap frozen solid with an ice pack in there that's it i don't eat on the water i have to make myself drink 
Like I ain't, I ain't, I just, I can't, I don't yeah. do it, man. I get so focused in on fishing. I can't, I can't be out there eating, not to mention like I ain't a germaphobe or nothing, but when I start catching fish and I start using damn, you know, the KY jelly of bass fishing, AKA bait fuel, <laughs> Uh, you know, and I, I just, I don't want to be put shit in my mouth, but I, I can't, I don't carry a lot of food out there eating. Okay, see, there's a couple times I've come back to the ramp with both of my sandwiches, and <laughs> like when I'm mm. tournament fishing, I don't, I'd have to make myself eat, or if I'm making a run, that's when I'll eat, but I won't stop fishing to eat. I have yeah. to be, I have to be taking a break, or I mean, or actually taking a, a run to another side of the lake or something like that. Where I'm not actively fishing, and then I'll you know try and eat my sandwich real quick. Yeah. That's hey, probably why, why I wouldn't be a good terminal fisher because after my stomach getting hungry, I'm like, <laughs> all right, maybe we got five minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do one more. Ca- don't do another cast. Okay. Yeah, J- Jay's like, hold on, yeah. it's lunchtime. And he- <laughs> He hey, got look, a hamburger, man. French fries, a Caesar that, salad, and you know some chicken salad. He got a whole spread out on the kayak. I'm not gonna lie. Look, so all that goes out the window when it's 12 yeah, o'clock. Right. You only got one fish on the board. Upload oh, the fish of chaos. You ain't worried about food. Look, I'm, <laughs> I'm breaking off that slim jam, putting it on as a trailer, hoping something will bite. <laughs> Let me tell y'all a funny story. So we cut. We done talked about being country. So in the early 2000s, like 2000, I think it was four or five, somewhere in there, I fished out of Alabama County Bassmaster Clubs out of Graham, North Carolina. And that's country. And there, and we had a guy that would fish, and he made a, a whole loaf of bread sandwich. Like he took the whole loaf of bread out and made sandwiches and put the whole loaf back in. And so the whole day, he had a whole loaf of bread with damn meat sandwiches in it, would just eat them all day long. I like that. Yeah, if you ever ask him for one, he'd be like, no, no. He wouldn't share them or nothing. The whole day fishing, eight hours, he'd eat a whole loaf of bread of sandwiches. He pre-made the sandwich, the whole loaf of bread, put the damn thing back in the sack, tied it up, and would eat it. Girl, you know what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing this out there. Don Trail, you better get that. You better get that on video. If he pulls out a loaf of sandwiches, you better pull. You, that's got to go on the on the socials. I remind it too. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It look like uh, hold it up, hold it up, like you got a seven pounder. Well, I'm gonna put it on the catchboard. I'm like, boom, right here. <laughs> that's right. Measure measure it out. Look, with three three cuts of ham and a loaf of bread, it is 37 inches. It hangs off the board. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do any tournament fishing, Jay, or are you strictly just fun fishing? 2020, I did two online tournaments. I placed pretty high. It was like a nationwide online tournament, and it was like 500 anglers. And next thing you know, I was, um, what was it? One of them, I was 20th, and the other one, I was like 15th. I was like, okay, I, I played pretty high. But in, during those tournaments, I was so stressed out, and I, and I almost lost the love of fishing. Hmm. And I was like, you know what? I don't think this is for me. I may do a tournament like once every year or something like that, but I mean... Chasing tournaments, I mm-hmm. had to off the trail. 
hats off because dude, you're you're a hammer at I, I told him, man, you're, you're the comeback kid. You can be dead last by 12 o'clock and some, somehow, some way, get all five, get a whole limit, and then get up in the standings. I'm like, how do you do this? That, that's interesting you that you limit. say, and, and, and you're right, because Don Trail had a limit this past weekend, got him up into almost the top 20 of a tough day of damn fishing, for sure. Ooh, six sixteen. See, oh, so it was top 20. There you go. I mean, top 20 out of 62 people, and these were 62 of the of the better, the best anglers in the state, I mean, for all intent and purposes, because they were the ones that, that fished and qualified. So, Jay, it's funny that you said that it made you almost lose the love of fishing. I'll tell you, I don't like the fun fish. Like, when I go out fishing in the kayak, I'm fishing for bass. And I'm fishing for a reason. I'm practicing a new lure, a new technique, um, boat position. Like, there's a reason that I'm out there fishing. Yeah. I love turn. I love the competition side of it. So we talked about we played football in high school. I played football in college. I played sports. I played three, four sports through high school. Like, I like that competition side of it. I like to go out there and compete. And I don't ever go to a tournament with a mindset that I'm not going to win. Chances okay. might be small, but my mindset is I'm not here to win. And if I don't, I'm pissed. I'm either. So these are my goals when I turn fish first in the money or I suck. <laughs> like that, those are the three options. Either I'm first and I'm in and I won money or I'm, I'm not first, but I won money. And if those two things didn't happen. I'm pissed. I'm like, I'm, I'm compartmentalizing shit. I'm trying to figure out, you know, how do I make this better? But it makes me want to go the next day. I want to go out there and fish the next day. I'm going to stay fishing that day. But for you to, you know, you come from a competitive background. You're doing all this and you just like to go out there and fish and, and share it with people. And, you know, you get back and forth on that, but you've been successful at the sharing part. And I think that's a big difference between you and I, at least, because people want to fish with me. I'm like, I tell them, I'm not fun to fish with. You can come <laughs> fish with me, we'll fish, but I, I don't really talk. I scream and holler at myself a lot. I get mad. I cuss. Like, I'm 100 miles an hour. I don't, like, I'm not fun to fish with. I'm not just going to go hang out and float around and fish. I'm not going to do that. But that's the other thing with what, Jay, you've been talking about this whole conversation is you love to take people out there and give them that experience. And I think that is something that a lot of anglers miss. They, they get so dialed in. They're like me. They get so mm -hmm. dialed in with the fishing that they can't share that experience. And they can't make it fun for somebody if you don't even catch a fish. Like, you, you have that gift to make it fun and exciting and make them feel like this is something I could do. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, even when we went out there to salt last time with Trail, like he absolutely whooped me with flounder fishing. Like, I mean, yo, salute. Cause he, he caught some keepers back to back to I'm like, you catching new species and anything, cross species off off your list that you probably didn't know you had on your list. But you know but you know, I have fun knowing that he had fun that he was able to reel in some keeper-sized flounders and everything, and to be able to watch him actually 
catch one of his own um, first keeper flounders. Like mm. he was right there behind me, and I heard him. And I, I look around. I'm looking like, oh snap! Off my ride down. I was like, I gotta see this. I gotta see this because I'm, I'm like, I'm getting hyped. Like I just caught it. I didn't catch it. He caught it. I'm like, yo, I'm hyped about this. For real. Now, I love to see people catch fish. I, I'm an open book. I don't believe there are secrets in fishing. I love sharing information about fishing. Uh, I, a matter of fact, I did it today with a guy. You know, I shared, shared, and, and he's, a, he's a really good angler. He's does good. He's a bass boat guy, so he fishes the boat tournaments. But he's, he's doing good in, in the local trail he's fishing here. And we went out. He learned a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, you know, that made me feel good. But if we were on a tournament, and he had an eight pounder come off. I would, I would be like, "Tough luck, buddy. Better luck next time. Hopefully, you don't catch any more of those, you know." But, <laughs> but I do love to see people catch fish, and I think that is one thing, regardless of your competition aspect of it, is that to see somebody catch a fish and see that look on their face, and you be able to go over there and take that picture. That that is something special, and I think it's even more special on a kayak because. When they get that big fish and you know that they're excited, or they get that new species and you roll over there, like they they just go from being by themselves and alone, and you roll up in that kayak, and now you get to see that raw emotion. Mm -hmm. And you know, it, it kind of to to speak philosophically, it kind of goes to how kayak fishing is. You're closer to the water, you're closer to the fish. You know, you're you're a little more in depth with nature. In that kayak, than you and yeah. then you are in that in a boat, and I like that. Definitely, that's definitely true, man. Like, I think that's one of the things I like kayak too, just because it you're you are close to nature essentially. You're hey, there's been times where I went out fishing and had a bomb day, and I was like, you know what, I put my rod down, and I could just chill out. I could just leave my chair back and just enjoy real quick soak it all in like i've accomplished enough i'm good all right some days i had some terrible days of fishing and i'm just like all right this sucks well at least it's cool out here <laughs> <laughs> you just saw an eagle or or you know you just saw eagle come down and grab a fish and towed it off to its nest i mean you know, exactly hey do y'all know country boy creek fishing he's in Fayetteville. he's down there where you are jay Steve mm -hmm. McCullough, you know Steve. Yeah. yeah. You ever fished with Steve? I have. He actually got my lifetime Yukon 116. Man, we had Steve on this podcast, and and he has some of the greatest quotes and clips from us ever recording this podcast. That man, me and him hit it off right away because he country like I'm country and so, Jay, if you don't know, Alex Swamp Rat Fishing, the other co-host, he started this podcast, and then mm -hmm. somehow he ended up my dumbass on here. But <laughs> we had Country Boy on, and, and Alex is originally from the Pacific Northwest, lives in Jersey, so he don't know shit about being country. And when, when, when Steve came home, he was talking about his horses and getting bucked off at the stoplight downtown. And <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I talk about this. Y'all go listen to that podcast. 
The last two-thirds of that podcast is some of the greatest shit you will ever hear. It was unbelievable. I want to fish with Steve. He's supposed to come up fish some tournaments with us, but he ain't never made it up here. So I was curious. if I'll drag did. him up there. Hey, well, come on. Both of y'all come up. Y'all don't, we don't have to fish no tournament. Come up. Meet, meet me and Don Trail up here this fall. In October, Jordan or Harris is going to be good. And we'll come up here and we'll we'll fun fish and record some videos and we'll get we'll get Steve's country ass out there doing country stuff. Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, yeah, I've, times I've invited Jay to come up and do a tournament on one of these lakes up here, but yeah. it hasn't taken yet. He's got a catch board, so he's ready. Well, hey man, that's all you did. Look, you got a kayak, a catch board, rod and reels. I mean, you ain't gonna bring up the good rod and reels because they holding down papers on your desk, or are those stacks of money that you get from your sponsors? One of the two. Nah, they're, they're not stacks of money. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, I mean, I think I think I'll do real good at, at fishing tournaments. I think the reason what drove me in CrossFit tournaments is because I'm right there beside somebody. I can see you. And I'd be like, okay, you're going just a little bit harder. I can go a little bit harder. And I, I'm gonna make it like I'm I'm cool as a cucumber. I'm like, hey, I'm I'm chilling. And I'm just I'm watching you die. <laughs> yep. Now with fish That's tournaments. That mind game. It's that mind hmm? game. Yep. So with fish tournaments, I'm like, you're all the way over there. I don't know what you're doing. You could be having the worst day of your life. And I could be having <laughs> the best day of my life. And I'm just like yeah. I have no idea if to go harder, to go slower. What did I do? I mean, you'll figure out if you're one of those people who check the leaderboards constantly when they're not catching fish, or or they just don't pick up their phone until at the end of the day and just see what happens at the end. Yeah, well, see, Jay, this is who I am, right? So I fish a thousand miles. I fish a hundred percent from the time lines in to to line time lines out. I don't look at the leaderboard. I don't do, I just, I fish. I fish my ass off. I'm going to do what I do. Here's the other thing. I got two points here. One is I am not going to get beat leaving a, a launch. If there's one person or if there's 20 people at that ramp, when, when we launch, anybody going the direction I'm going in, I'm going faster than them. They are not going to beat me to wherever <laughs> we're going. I will pedal my ass off. They will not beat me. I might hang with them and talk with them if I know them for a little bit, but then I'm kicking it into sixth gear and I'm going. And I've had people try to keep up with me. They just can't. Now, so far, nobody's got six mile per hour uh, uh, motors on their kayaks around here yet. But you, when you got that saltwater PDL, I know you look and see, I see you looking. You got that saltwater PDL and you posted a video when you got it about how fast it was. And this was... This is the first time I ever met you. This was what last year? It was last year for sure. You got it. And you posted about how fast you were going. And either either I said let's have a race on Instagram, commented, or I wanted to and didn't. I can't remember which one happened. But look, I'm always down for racing. And I, I will race anybody in my hobie fully just like the tournament. <laughs> It don't have to be tournament day. I will load that thing down just like a damn tournament. I'll race. We're going to go two to three miles, and we're going to have a point. We'll see who gets there first because I ain't losing 
I don't win fishing tournaments. So, damn it, by God, I got to win the race out of the launch. You're going to lose, man. I'm sorry. No, You're going to lose. No, this is it. I do, this is it. I do hey, crossfit, man. For two to three miles, that's an endurance race. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I'm going 4.75 miles per hour for two miles. Easy. I can cruise that. I can sleep All and right, cruise that. Hey, we, Don Trail, we're going to have a race. You, we got to set this up. We we're going to fish. We're going to get out on Harris, and we're going to have a race before we fish. But we're going to race to a point where the fish are at so we don't waste time. But <laughs> we're going to race. We're going to race, for, uh, and we're going to see what happens. Hey, Trey, you better let me know how fast a salty is, man. Well, I'll have to get to the point before y'all, so I have to have a head start. <laughs> I have to be able to tell who wins. <laughs> We'll give you a head start then to get down there. But, hey, I would like you to be the rabbit, Don Trail, because I want to catch you and pass you too. Hey, y'all ask me. this conversation? Hold on. Uh, well, I'm no, going to this line. No, no, no. <laughs> so Michael Michael Wiggs wanted to come out, and we, we practiced together Friday for this tournament this past weekend, and he was ready to go. He was ready to go to hell home. And so he started taking off and went home, and I was still graphing, looking and shit. And he's like, hey, man, I'm headed back. I'm all right. And he gets a head start, and I catch him. He's like, God, the hell did you come from? I was like, man, I ain't over here farting around, you know, but we're headed back. We're not doing anything, so I'm just cruising. I'm like, and he's back behind me now. I was like, dude, if I slow down, I'm going to be going backwards. Come on, man, speed it up. Yeah. That's that's but that's the thing about competition. And, and, you know, I want I want to win everything. If it's damn going to a spot, if it's fishing, it doesn't matter. I love that competition side of it. I mean, it's the competition with the fish too. You're graphing around, or you see fish visually, like they're there. You know they're there. They're right there. There's that. There's competition with you catching that fish that you know is right there. Like, to me, that is the essence of fishing. Regardless if you're fun fishing or not, if there are fish there, you're in competition to catch those fish. And that mm-hmm. shit is, that's, that's more competitive than racing or, you know, c- competing in a tournament against another human being. You're competing against nature. And nature is the ultimate survivalist. Yeah. Like, that's what they do. And so to compete with nature and to and to catch that one fish, like that's that's a competitive side of it there too. Definitely, like you just you just pulled it at his own game that's been doing for the past yeah. month, years, or whatever. Millions of years, hundreds of thousands. Survival. They they're they're there to survive. That's it. Survive mm-hmm. and make babies. That's their sole entire existence. And the, and the trick that one fish, how big or small it is, you beat it at survival. Because if you call it, you keep that bitch and eat it. Like, I mean, this, they don't know that they're going back in the water. They might be going in a bucket and going home for a fish fry tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's hmm. part of it, too. Like, I, I don't, there's people who don't like fishing behind people. But then I typically do, or I don't mind it. Cause there's a couple times where I fished behind somebody and I've caught fish because you're always doing something different than you know the person in front of you or should be you know there's 
thousands of different lures and stuff mm-hmm. you have in the box. You're most likely doing something different than what they're doing. And so you're always there, there's a chance that you're gonna catch something that you know that person's not gonna catch. And that's kind well to me it's kind of rewarding because it's like, all right, this area's been fished by three people already. I'm not gonna catch anything in here and then boop, pluck one, pluck two. All right, maybe I figured out something that they haven't figured out, and you know, you're you know, then your wheels start turning. You're thinking, mm-hmm. hey, there's nothing more demoralizing than fishing and looking behind you and seeing somebody catch fish behind you. Yeah. Like that shit, yeah. that shit that <laughs> makes me want to do that, it. Makes me want, uh, you know, I'm like, you know what, I'm terrible. I'm, I'm, I'm. More <laughs> I'm more worse than I thought I was. <laughs> Makes you want to ask him, like, hey, what are you using? How are you twitching it? Yeah. So fast. Okay. What, yeah, what color is that? This is our tournament day. Yeah, <laughs> hey, can I borrow some of those? <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, well, Jay, what what is what's the future look like for your social media and for for jaded country what what does it look like you know let's say let's say over the next year the rest of 2022 and then and then moving into the future what does that look like for you i can't give away too much i have something in the in the works already and it's going to be getting more people out there on a broader scale and it's going to be with more impact and more purpose is I haven't seen it done. I don't think I ever will see it done until I do it. And that's going to be the great thing about it. And it's, it's going to be, it's going to be lovely. Just, just know that man is, it's, it's going to be more inclusive. It's going to be reaching a, a broader area, people who actually need it. Who need to be on a kayak just put it that way like now that not that we just want to but you need to like mm-hmm. you're on the water and you can just tell that being on the water this is for their soul this is for just their well-being their, their mental state mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's what's gonna go to right there and and we hear a lot about uh veterans that get into kayak fishing and, and you're, you're in Fayetteville. So Fort Bragg's right there. Lots of veterans in that area. You hear that a lot with veterans about how getting on kayak, getting on kayaks and getting out fishing specifically kayaks, how that's, how that's helped them. Um, a, a, a past guest and good friend of ours, Nick from casting crank, he's out on the West coast in Southern Cal. And so they, they do these things where they get, inner youth or inner city youth um in gang areas and they get mm-hmm. them out fishing out there um and, and nick is one of the guys that that helps with that in that area so you have you have these you you have these folks that are looking for something to put that energy to and their thoughts yeah. to and to be able to do that so i'm interested you know i know you can't say anything but i'm interested to see where that goes because that's local to me. It's local to Don Trail. And those are, you know, we can potentially be a part of that for it to be right here. And then, you know, I'm a, 
knowing who you are, I'm sure it's just not located here. You're probably got a grand picture of everywhere where it goes. I'm interested to see where that goes. And again, it goes back to this whole conversation and what you said and who you are is to get people is it's not to grow the sport. It's just to get people out there and get them interested and show them that they can, they can go out on a kayak and they can fish. Mm -hmm. You don't gotta be the best. You can be the worst. You can just have a good time, man. Like you catch a fish, catch a fish. Like, Hey, like seriously, just first off, be safe. Second for me, just have fun. Like go catch fish. And then pass it down to your nephew, pass it down to your niece, pass it down to your son, your daughter. Like, hey, that's that's originally why I had my first kayak still. Because when I had kids, I want to be like, hey, this is what I started out in. You're not getting my pedal kayak, you're getting on the list. <laughs> so this is this is like the starter right here. So y'all talked about the, the black community and getting in fishing and where I grew up. You know, we, we, I grew up in a very diverse little area and everybody fished from the bank or whatever. How, how has, have you focused on getting, you know, the kids in your area out fishing? Have you, have you done that? Or is that just something that has happened because you grew up there and you know, people like how, how have you grown that side of, of your outreach in the community? I say for me, it's been both like me reaching out to people, me like seeing kids at Lake Rim, especially Lake Rim, because that's right there in the heart of favor, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And just being like, hey, I see you fishing on a pier. I, I'll just be running like, especially somebody who looks like they're up to no good. I'm like, hey, bro, come here. What you doing? <laughs> you scared of water? You ain't? <laughs> I, I bet you, I bet you are. You scared of kayak, ain't you? Like you, start, all, you get straight to the point. You scared of water? Okay. Yeah. It's like I saw testing that pride. Like I bet you scared of getting kayak too. And looking at the homeboys, oh, you scared, ain't you? Now, nah. yeah, you scared, ain't you, man? Uh huh. Yeah. Come on, get us kayak then if you ain't scared. And that's how I saw started things. I know with with young guys, you know, they got that pride, like they got the ego. So I know how to test it for a minute. Like, yeah, you got your boys right here and everything. You don't want to look scared in front of them. So mm-hmm. you're going to get in the kayak and then you're going to love it. And then I just, t- then I just turned you around now. You just don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. You have no idea. And now you're going to tell your homeboys to do the same thing. And then in that area, too, you're you're probably getting them where they catch a fish. If it's a brim or a bass or a catfish, they they get to feel that pull, that tug on the line, and they get to reel it in. They get to hold that fish, and then mm-hmm. that you know that's a whole different kind of you know, psychological uh, thing. That yeah. Like, Holy shit, man! This is this is something here. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then when I actually can like record them, give them a video or whatnot, mm-hmm. like like, hey, this is your video right here, right? You can do whatever you want to with it. Uh, let me go and get your number. I'm gonna send you that video, and then they can relive that moment every like just again and again. I've actually had a couple of young guys to hit me up and like, "Yo, I've I've done this, I've done that. I need to go fishing, man. When are you free?" Dude, that's and I know, yeah, and I know the kind of the kind of lifestyle they're living. I'm like, okay, when they say they need to go fishing, they need their relaxed time again. So I'm like, all right, but I have to make that time. Mm. That's awesome. 
Nice. Well, look, we're about to get unless Dontre, you got any more questions? No, I don't think so. You're the worst damn co-host ever. You asked one damn question, Don Trey. I, I texted you and said, ask questions. You know Jay better than I do. You should have had some I think that's the, I think that's the reason right there, just because he knows me. Like, he didn't have any questions to ask. He's like, I know this dude. I mean, like. I was like, I, 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 I have no just about everything he's done. <laughs> I, y'all don't – y'all fish a lot together. And, and, and y'all fish together – well, Jay, you you got Don Trail into it, so you you've been with it when he was new and probably a little shaky. Do y'all have any funny stories? Anything that sticks out that's funny as hell that that y'all were fishing together that happened? Snakes, alligators fell out the boat. You know, spiders. I don't know. I mean, something. well, ooh, ooh, two things. Hold on. I were recently we went out to salt, and I was talking to this guy Elliot and. Initially, I didn't know what it was from out the water. I was talking to him, like facing. <laughs> I was facing him, and next thing you know, I see a grayish figure with a fin come out the water and come back in the water. I stopped talking immediately. I was like, <laughs> "Trail said it was a dolphin." <laughs> okay, <laughs> I stopped. I was like, "That's like get away from us, man." <laughs> Because that means everybody needs to have lines up the water and stay still. Because that that looked pretty big. That looked like like very great whitish. That was like yeah. Uh, a Look, there are great whites off the coast of North Carolina, damn near year round too. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we're right there by the inlet. I'm like, it's it's already a good thirty feet down. I'm like. <laughs> I was admit, I don't know what I was talking about with LA anymore. I was I was I stopped. I was like like I'll leave with it. I want to move her out the way, like stop talking, shush. That, and that, that salt water was about to look like it had 150, 150 horsepower motor on the back of it, didn't yep. it? Yup. And Trail was the only one who knew what was going through my head at that very moment. And that's like I say, he knew he he knows me. He knows me down to a T. He knew what Zach was going to my head. He did. He didn't have a question. Yo, Jay, what's up? He said, "For the dolphin." So <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Don Trail, the meter change. Don Trail, when you saw it, did you start thinking maybe I need to get the fuck out of there too, or did you? you no, you I saw it. I, I was lucky that I happened to just be looking in that okay. direction. So you saw the whole thing. Yeah, so I saw it come out in in back in the water, and Jay was maybe like fifteen yards in front of me, and I just saw just his whole everything. No. He just stopped talking about whatever he was talking about, <laughs> and it was like this halfway out of the car. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Woo, son! <laughs> but but y'all do, Jay. Y'all got alligators over where you were in your your neck of the woods too. Do you fish yeah. around alligators at all? Oh man, um, Did you know of? yeah, yeah. I stay away from Lake Rockmont. Lake Rockmont is epicenter yes. of alligators. Like, oh, somebody got eight there last year, didn't they? I don't know. They're big fish. <laughs> I, I tempted. So, you ain't going fishing at CNT? Uh, a guy 
CB is trying to get me out there. I'm not. I'm if I if I fish in the sand, team, man. I'm a I'm gonna be in the AP one twenty. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's gators out in Santee bigger than that. That's all I'm saying. You it's, 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 you don't want to take the beach out there? No sir, no sir. <laughs> that ten foot sit in. Uh, I'm gonna be oh, sitting in the water. No. Hell no! Look, when we had the Hobie out there, it was windy as hell the first day. I almost went in. And like I, I I grew up not far from there, but look, I ain't stupid. Alligators, like I was a wildland firefighter. I was in South Florida. There was a wildfire on the other side of this big canal. And there's <laughs> there's four or five gators in this canal. And the guy that's from there grew up there. He's looking, he's like, damn, and we might have to cross this canal. I'm like, Cross the canal. He goes, Yeah. It's like, how the hell are we gonna get across the canal? I said, we we'll just jump in, you know. So I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> I'm country. I, I I have fear of animals that I can't see. Or if I'm in you know, like he's talking about swimming. I'm like, hell no. He's like, man, them gators ain't gonna bother you. The next day, some lady had a gator drag her ass into the water 20 miles from where we are. He talking about swimming across that. Look, I, I I respect nature. Lightning mm -hmm. ain't fucking around with lightning. Nope. Gators in the water I ain't getting in the water. I ain't getting no. We leave it. We going somewhere else. <laughs> like, apex predators. There's a reason they've been around millions of years, and we've been around a, you know a few thousand. Hell there you no. go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, well, before last year, well, I mean, it was this year. Last year was the first time I fished somewhere that had gators. But this year, I went to Florida in January for the invitation on the first KBF event. And I pulled up to the ramp and I was, you know, unloading all my stuff. And then some black guy, I think it was Jamaican or something, he pulled up and he was like, like what are you doing? I was like, about to go fishing. It's like, yeah, they got gators in there. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, but I mean, they're. I mean, I've been around them before. I mean, I keep my distance from the ones that I can see. He was like, he was like, there's gators in there bigger than your boat. <laughs> yeah. Oh I man, have like, I have to fish here. <laughs> what 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 tournament? So there was that tournament during the spring where it was gator mating season, Alabama, wherever it was. Christine Fisher got chased by a damn gator. Mm -hmm. And then uh, that's also when Bailey from CS Angler, if you'll go check his stuff out, he came around a bend and there's a, a nice size gator on the bank. And when he came around the bend and the gator saw him, when gators go in the water, you know, they make a big you know, ruckus. That gator hit the water and Bailey's in his 360. He's like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Peddling his ass out as far as he, he was in, the, he was in a, a, a 12 foot or two. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's all about respecting their ass. You know, you got to understand. Sometimes it's just time to go the other direction. Uh, I did that last year. <laughs> For hey, Kansas, we had to go yeah. to Headwaters in Florida. Uh huh. And that was we were practicing. Everybody was kind of spread out, and it was a, it was a little uneasy being out there by yourself. Uh -huh. you know, there's there's gators all over the place, and I was somewhere practicing, and I don't know. I didn't see it on the bank. I just know there was a big ass splash behind me somewhere. 
I just clicked the motor. <laughs> just started pedaling. <laughs> I clicked it off. Well, another one at Santee when we were out there, it was it was just the beginning of mating season. So the gators get out there and they do these growls. And so I'm coming, I'm coming out of the trees and I'm coming up to this bunch of these lilies and marsh in front of me. And I'm hearing this noise. And Ryan Lambert happens to be across the, the creek from me. And I'm hearing these noise, but it sounds like if you ever fish around a bridge, you know what it sounds like when trucks trucks go over the bridge. That's what it sounds like. So I'm thinking there's a bridge up there. And as I get closer, he goes, hey, I go, damn, what the hell is that? He goes, I think they're gators. So I pedal over there and sure as shit, man, there, there must be six of them out there and you can't see them. They're in the marsh, so they're not where we are. But they're just doing this noise. It sounds like fucking trucks, log trucks going over a bridge. I'm like, shit. So I'm fishing, fishing, fishing. I turn around. Everybody's gone. It's just me back there all alone. And I'm like, I I, I got a little easy, uneasy. I'm like, damn, man. Like, I could disappear. And the only thing they find is my fucking kayak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway. So no more funny stories. All this fishing y'all done together, y'all ain't had no fun. Nobody falling out, nobody doing anything to them, hooking them. I got, I got, I got, it was, um, who was it? Was it was, um, when I took Hector out there with us too. So I oh. had my lure stuck in a tree and I'm like, just looking at it, I'm like, how am I getting this lure down? This is my favorite lure. I'm just shaking it, I'm like, I ain't getting this down. <laughs> I look over at Hector, I'm like, <laughs> hey man, how you doing? Alright, so all I need you to do is go up on the bank, get off the kayak, go up on the bank, and climb this tree onto this flimsy, flimsy twig of a branch and get my lure down. He has sandals on. Not crocs, just sandals like he climbed the tree with these sandals on. And he's like I, I need a, I need something to cut the line. I'm like, okay, here's a knife. <laughs> he throw a knife. He's like, it's open. I'm gonna catch it. <laughs> <laughs> then he's there trying to cut the limb and everything. Ends up sliding down a tree with the knife open, like this, over the tree with the knife open, and not get my. I'm like, hey man, you missed the lure. <laughs> so then, truck comes over. We end up getting the twig down, the twig, the, the branch. It was like a twig. It was a flimsy branch. Getting the, getting the branch down and cutting the branch off so I get my favorite lure. I sell the lure, too. Carol, thank you. <laughs> what, what's the lure? What you brought out? What lure, what, what lure do you have people doing dangerous shit for? It was a, it's a KVD jerk shed. Man, you can buy those in every bait shop in America. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> that one. <laughs> my, that one. My lucky lure. <laughs> exactly. I still have it. <laughs> oh, good. Good. All right. Well, we have got to the point now that is the shotgun round. This is the only scripted section of Bass and Brews. And the shotgun round is a series of questions that we ask, and you just answer them. There ain't no thinking. There ain't no if, ands, or buts, or any of this. We ask it, you answer it. Now, 
if it's if it's answer that we don't necessarily agree with a lot, we're going to chastise you, and then we can elaborate. Usually, this should be quick. It's called the shotgun round, so this shit should go like this. Like this podcast should be over in five minutes, but the shotgun round usually what takes shit on longer. Now, Don Trail hadn't had these questions asked to him because of the the nature of the podcast he was on. So I'm going to ask both of y'all these questions. And Jay, since since you're the true guest, you're going to go first, and Don Trail gets to answer afterwards. So y'all, well, yeah. go ahead. All right. So can almost every answer be French fries or bacon? There, there, there's a question in here where that can be the answer, but the other one's probably not. Okay. Um, I say because right. bacon is the always answer for me. Well, yes, but these ain't easy. These ain't easy questions, man. But right, you can't ahead. think about them. You just got to answer them. All right. First All right. question: Shotgun round, bass and brews, weekly distraction from quality podcast content. The only reason anybody listens to this shitty ass podcast because we have good guests on, like Jay Two Country. All right, Crocs or flops, Jay? Crocs. My man, Don Trail. Crocs. I love it. I love it. Look, 20 degrees outside, I wear Crocs because I step in the water and I take them off. My feet are all toasty. Crocs, no socks, year-round. <laughs> Crocs only in the summertime. I, I, can't, I can't do it in the winter. See, now you done <laughs> fucked it up, Don Trail. Uh, hey, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm with him. Um, hey, I, I wear some I boots. Electric socks on in the winter. Electric socks. <laughs> <laughs> This man got his socks connected to his battery that's running his damn graph. <laughs> his feet are nice and toasty year-round. <laughs> look, look, he's trying to fish a tournament in February and his graph dies because the socks sucked all the damn battery <laughs> juice out. Golly. Yeah, they, got their own, they got their own battery. Just got to make sure I charge them. <laughs> I wear I wear Crocs, no socks, 20 degrees outside. I'm stepping in the water. Here's the deal is in North Carolina, when it's 20 degrees outside, the water is like 35. So if my feet get cold, I just put my feet in the water to warm them up. But that wind chill, though. Yeah, but but when that sun comes up and it hits your feet, it warms them up. You get <laughs> steam rising up off of them. My, my feet ain't all crinkly at the end of the day. Look, I go barefoot 90% of the time. I go sometimes I leave the house and I get to the store and I'm like, son of a bitch, I, I don't have no shoes on. So I, I, I go walking in the store barefoot as hell because you know what? I ain't going back home to get them. But I don't I don't want my feet to get all soggy and my corns get weak and start falling off, man. I spend a lot of time building these corns up. <laughs> all right. Question number two pineapple on pizza, yes or no, Jay? Yes. Yep. Mm. Don Trail. Yep. Like on purpose. Yes, chicken, right. bacon, pineapple. Chicken, bacon. I can do chicken and bacon. That sounds delicious. Now, and if pineapple. I came to your house and you ordered a chicken, bacon, pineapple pizza, I'd eat the hell out of it. I wouldn't say a damn word. I'd eat it and enjoy it because it'd probably be delicious. But I ain't <laughs> I ain't ordering pizza pineapple on purpose. That's That's weird. Go ahead and do it. I'll pay for it. No, dude, I've already eaten it. Look, I went to UNC Chapel Hill. We'd order Gumby's, and sometimes we'd get pepperoni and pineapple. But it was 2 o'clock in the morning, and it was all they had left. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Jay, spend more on a rod or a reel? Rod. 
Hmm. Don Trail. Real. Uh, we're going to dive into this. Why Rod there, Jay? Because I don't need that Rod breaking on me. The real, if it breaks on me, I'm a handline it in. Like at Baycast, I'm a handline this thing in, man. <laughs> you know what? That makes sense coming from a guy who handlined in a fish on a $300 reel. That makes sense. <laughs> what, that, are you, what you eating, cashews? No. Nah, corn pops. Corn pops? <laughs> You've been to Bucky's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don Trail, why, why really? Uh, I just need, I just, I need my cast to my cast, my baits to go where I need them to go. Not that big. I need, I need a good reel for that more control. Yeah. This, this is a tough question because there are some reasons. Sometimes I want a, a reel. I don't give a shit about the rod. And then there are other times where I don't give a shit about the reel. I care about the rod. So it's a tough question, but in general, I spend more money on reels than I do rods in general. That's 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 kind of how I roll. But you know, it's 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 we could we could throw that that question out. That's one of Alex's stupid ass questions he won't ask. <laughs> I, I I came up with the good questions. We'll get to them later. All right, Jay, in a three hour session, do you want to catch five two pounders or one seven pounder? You get three hours on the water. And you go out there, you want to catch one seven-pounder or five two-pounders? Five two-pounders. Oh, Don Trail. One seven. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I knew he was. Why, why, why the five two-pounders, Jay? It's consistent. It's just like, okay, maybe that's a bad savvy hour, maybe uh, a bad, I mean, technically it's like a bad savvy, what, 45 minutes. So it's like, okay, do something right, doing something right, doing something right. Maybe that one seven pounder is wrong place and wrong time. So what you say it is Don Trill is shitty at fishing because he looked into a seven pounder and you caught five <laughs> fish he was good. <laughs> no, because he... To catch a seven pounder, they don't get big for no reason. They don't get big by being dumb. Mm -hmm. So, technically, we both got it good then because I just took more fish who happen to be newer and smaller, and he happened to, to trick out the grandma. <laughs> Jay likes picking on the grandbabies. Exactly. <laughs> In my size. But, but Jay, that fits this, this whole podcast, what we've talked about. I'm about why you fish saltwater, freshwater, and why you just, it doesn't matter what you're catching. That fits what you want to do. You just want to catch something on the other end of your line. Yeah. And Don Trail looks at it as, is if you're in a tournament, and I, I'm, I'm speaking for Don Trail because I think I know where he's coming from. If I'm in a tournament and I only catch one seven-pound fish, there's a really good chance I'm going to win $200, $300 of big fish. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, I, bug fishing. I mean, I've, I mean, I've had, well, yeah, I mean, I've had days where I haven't caught anything, but I caught a big fish. Right at the end, I was like, today was a good day. Yeah. <laughs> well, it yeah. didn't have to be a numbers day, but if you catch a good one, you yeah, I redeemed the last three, four hours that you've been out there. 
I, see, I agree with that. Like hold catching and holding up that a uh, seven pound fish, that's a freak fish. Like in a majority of the country, there are certain areas where you know you could catch numerous of those, but in general, that's a freak fish. I mean, that's that's a that's a trophy fish for a lot of people. That's a lifetime fish for some people. Mm-hmm. All right. Jay, wacky rig or Texas rig? Freeze up. Wacky rig or Texas rig? Hold up. Back in. Yeah. You good. You good. <laughs> wacky rig or Texas rig? Oh. Man. Texas. Hmm. See, that's a good southern answer right there for sure. Don Trail, Wacky <laughs> or Texas? Texas rig. Hmm. Are you are both of you, are you pegging that Texas rig or not? I am, yeah. No. Wait, if, if you grow if you grew up in the south and you started fishing when your uncles, your neighbor, you know, your best friend, whoever, you throwing something Texas rig 99% of the time because we fishing farm ponds off the bank. And the only way people knew how to rig a worm was Texas rig. We didn't know about no damn wacky rig. <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't, back, y'all, I'm a little bit older than y'all. There wasn't no YouTube. Everybody's fishing Texas rig because that's what, that was what was at Walmart's. Mm-hmm. All right. Slow jams or hype music? It depends on the mood. No, nope, ain't no depends. Answer it. You got one or the other. Oh, God. Is it early morning, late night? No, you oh. just got to choose. <laughs> it's, look, you wake up one morning and you go into the ramp or you're on the water. If you listen to music on the water and you're just you're choosing one, what you choosing? These are hard questions. My brains be done for after this. God, <laughs> look, <laughs> brain's frying. If there's anything beside mediocre podcasting that we're known for, is for frying people's brains at the end of the podcast. You're doing a great job. <laughs> okay, hot music or slow jams? I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with slow jams. I figured you a hype man person, Don Trail. Well, hot music. I, I knew I knew the answer to that because I've heard your radio playing in the truck <laughs> down the ramp. Squalling tire looks like looks like damn Dukes or Hazard coming down the ramp. You're not sure if he's gonna stop or if he's gonna just send send all the way in there. Send it, full send. Yeah. So what kind of what kind of slow jams, man? Some R and B, some country. What what are we listening to on the slow jam side? A little bit of a little bit of mix of everything, pretty much. Um I'm really digging right now, like reggae music, like Benja. Um, just any, anything that's maybe if I'm doing like country or something like that, maybe some um Zach Brown band, like the you know the older older albums and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, R and B. I mean, old old R and B, like nineties. Mm-hmm. Baby making music. He he sweat. I help. Bob Thomas, Brian McKnight. Baby making music. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. Baby making music. See that you can tell you can tell we grew up in the PD regions of the Carolinas because we call it a slow jam. But Key Sweat, Boys to Men, that's baby making music, man. Baby making music, man. Look, the the, the 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 kids the kids that were consummated in in the 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 time that they're they're adults right now they came from the baby making music of the R and B of the nineties in the late eighties. Mm-hmm. Now see, Man. I say slow jams before fish or something like that because I know I'm gonna get real hype on the water. Like I catch a fish, somebody else catch a fish, I'm getting hype. So my heart rate is going from like uh sixty to like two hundred. I don't need to get hyped for that. I don't need to be at 120 because then it's going to go to 300. I'm going to be redlining. I'm going to be out. <laughs> Look, like, I, 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 <laughs> Jay, <laughs> you post some really good content that's inspirational. But this one time, you posted an Instagram story or a post or something about your resting heart rate and what it's supposed to be. And mine's way higher than that. I'm like, God. Am I dying? So my hypochondriacism stepped in. I'm like, shit, am I dying? Like, do I need to go to the doctor? Is something wrong with me? I want you to know you gave me you made me a hypochondriac plus one. Do you remember that post? You probably don't. I, 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 I remember that post. Okay, so I'm reading that. I'm like, golly, what the, I know I'm fat, but am I fatter than I think I am? <laughs> what the hell? Shit, what kind of hypochondriac? Nah. <laughs> go ahead. What were you saying, Jay? No, I say like my resting heart rate is is freak is freaky. It's really freaky. I mean, even though I'm I'm very typically calm right now, you can still kind of see my veins like still kind of popping out and everything. But I mean it has to be really something that gets me going to have my heart rate above what beats per minute. I'm gonna say my usual is like 55, 60-ish. So it's beating slower than the actual minute is. Um, something has to get me really hyped. Get my get my BPM up, like and then it's going back like down. A shark, like a shark in the ocean, while you're in a kayak. <laughs> yeah, right there. That <laughs> it's, 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 it's all of us around. It's like okay, like who's getting bumped first? <laughs> I was like, okay, Ellie, you're getting bumped first because you're closest. <laughs> If you get bumped, I'm bumping that way. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan oh. was digging in a spoon in the water. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was tied. He tied up a spoon before we had headed back to the uh, to the ramp for that picture. God, <laughs> John Trey, what kind of hype music you listening to? Gosh. Anything. I usually just open Spotify and put on. One of those pre-made play- playlists they have, rap caviar or something like that. Or, rap caviar, yeah, Lil Wayne or Drake, Future, don't mm. matter. So you beating the steering wheel on the way in? You're like, hell yeah, yeah. I mean, half the time I gotta wake myself up still. Red Bull, <laughs> four o'clock in the morning, didn't sleep because I was too worried about what the hell I'm gonna be doing for the day. <laughs> or, some, or some asshole kept you up talking nonsense. <laughs> That'd be me raising my hand for people listening and not watching. All right. Jay, have you ever eaten beaver? I have not yet. Um 
I have a homie, Rail. He traps beavers. He does an awesome job of trapping them and cleaning them, skinning them, and everything. I know he's going to have me try it one day. Oh, he's going to trick me into trying it one day. Well, look, you can't trick nobody into eating beaver because you ain't never going to eat nothing. That That's like, but you're going to know right away that he's trying to trick you. But I'm assuming, does he cook it over a smoker? Most time he actually stews it. Oh, oh, oh hell yeah. Either way, slow <laughs> cooking, that shit is delicious. Don Trail, you ever eaten beaver? I didn't know people eat, ate them like that. See, you can tell John Don Trail's a transplant. He's been down here a long time, but he ain't really from the country because he don't know nobody that eats beaver. Oh yeah, man. It's 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 a rare thing. Like mm-hmm. this dude catches like 50, 60 pound beavers. Damn it, boy. Damn. God dog. This is a bit <laughs> your leg off if you ain't careful. Let me tell you, you be holding him up both legs up right here and just whole body like outside of his body. I'm looking like, how much that thing weigh, bro? I'm about six pounds. <laughs> you just all calm about it? Yeah. So so when are we going to get a video of you going trapping beaver with your buddy? Ah, uh, soon. Soon. It's going to be soon. I hey, want to get the... Uh, I'm thinking about getting the um a new kayak canoe hybrid. Mm. It's the uh, Old Town Discovery Solo 119. So it's made like a canoe, but it paddles like a kayak. Mm. So I'm thinking about getting that just so we can go out there and hit that up. Jay, we need a catch to cook to table beaver video. <laughs> is he froze or is he thinking? Oh, no, I'm not thinking. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm regretting. <laughs> All right. Alec, or, oh, wait, sorry. Getting ahead of myself here. Jay, do you eat largemouth bass? I have. But, but do you, like, do, do you willingly? On a regular, on a regular basis? No. Okay. See, see, saltwater guys usually ain't gonna eat no largemouth bass, even if they catch them, because they gonna they prefer the saltwater fish over largemouth any day of the week. And I get it, Don Trail. You eat largemouth bass? Not willingly. I've had it before, but I don't, I don't fish to keep and, and cook and all that stuff. Oh. And everybody, everybody knows me. It's like, do you keep any of your fish? It's like, nope. I got uncles. So it's like, you keep any of those fish? Take a picture, throw them back. <laughs> That'll be in the grease. Look, you go bank, you fish close to the bank, and you fish around people with buckets, and you throwing the fish back. They're like, "Hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa!" Exactly. <laughs> uh, look, I'll give them anything they want except for the bass because you know it's against the rules. Can't kill it. Can't keep it. Got to let it swim off. Jay, is Alex Rudd overrated or underrated? I like to stir the pot. I like to stir the pot. So I'm going to say overrated. That's two in a row. Two in a row. Do you know who Alex Rudd is? I want to say I do. <laughs> this is the greatest question <laughs> that we have ever added to this, right? 
So Alex came on the podcast, and on his podcast, he does, and you just go look up Alex Rudd. He's a YouTube guy, does a podcast. He does an overrated, underrated. And so when he was on our podcast, at the end of it, when the podcast is over, we were talking about it, and he was talking about, man, just one day, maybe somebody will say, you know, I'm overrated. So Alex started asking this question the very next week. And everybody has said underrated or adequately rated, which ain't even a choice. So they suck. But anyway, the last two, Brunda last week and this said overrated. And I love it. He's been waiting on it. But we've also had a lot of people go, I didn't even know who the Alex Rudd was until he was on Bass and Brews. I'm like, holy shit. Like this guy's got tens of thousands of followers. And here we are with like five listeners and they're finding him through our shit. So, you know, that makes me feel good. But I like that. I'm going to text Alex Run and said, you know what? Jada Country said you overrated. <laughs> you're bald, your beard sucks, and you're overrated, Alex. That's what Jay said. Dontrell, <laughs> overrated or underrated? I know you know Alex is. Uh, I'll, I'll go opposite. I'll, I'll say under. Yeah. Alex is good, dude. This is all fun. So anybody listen, don't get your panties in a wad. We, Alex, Alex is a great guy. He's wonderful, but you know sometimes he is overrated. He is. He's a tall, lanky guy that sits in a kayak, and he ain't uh, seven foot tall like Brandon. So you know he's not. As, he's not as cool. He's close, but not. All right, he this is the last question. Tallest kayak bass fisherman ever. <laughs> yeah. Jay, this question is right up your alley. You might be the best person to ask this question to on, I think we're at like 78 or 79 episodes. I, it, you, you're going to disappoint me or make me ecstatic over your answers. Okay. This question can make or break careers. Ooh. We've had people answer this question uh, who had podcasts who their podcast ended two weeks later. Oh, wow. Right. This is a this is a career make or break question. All right. Oof. I expect great things from you, Jay. Dontrell, I have no idea what the fuck you're gonna say, but Jay, I <laughs> expect great things. All right. What are your top three sandwich proteins? Hamburger. <laughs> oh hell yeah, okay. I mean, you give give me a hamburger with some barbecue sauce, some cheddar cheese, some Swiss cheese, maybe a little ranch on there. You know, some I don't need no toasted buns. Like, give me some honey wheat bread, a sandwich bread, just smack it in between the middle, and you know, yeah. Your shirts ain't got no chance being stain free after eating that hamburger. <laughs> oh, oh, nah, nah, yes they all do. Sauce, all that sauce, you know, every bit of dripping on. All right. You got you got two more. We got two more proteins now. All right. You got your sandwiches? Just it, look, it's a, if it's a protein, it can go between two slices of bread. So any protein you'd put on a sandwich. Make your own sandwich. Two more proteins. Deer burger. Oh. My man. Jesus. <laughs> Sold. We got hamburger. We got deer burger. And then what's the third one? Third one. Chicken sandwich. Fried, fried, baked, blackened. What we going with? Now nah, we're gonna go ahead and do um grilled or oven baked. 
I would say fried, but I mean, I haven't done anything fried fried like that in a long time, like deep fried. Man, see, that's why that's why I weigh 253 pounds and you weigh like 160. Because I love eating fried shit. But fried, <laughs> fried anything is tough when you're fishing because it ain't ever crispy. It's cold and it ain't crispy. It ain't enjoyable. Like I usually pick pick the fried shit off because it's soggy and it mm-hmm. don't just I don't like it. And I throw that shit in the water and I eat just the chicken. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely grilled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I want it grilled. I want it black and grilled too. I want some. I want something with some sugar sauce on it that makes it crispy. Blackened up. Don Trail top three sandwich proteins. Well, because you asked this, I'm thinking like I'm out fishing, just quick sandwich. So I'm doing peanut butter and jelly. Okay, peanut butter. uh, Sliced chicken. Uh, and honey ham. See, Don Trail Rich, this man went with the cheap <laughs> peanut butter and jelly into sliced deli meats. Like, no leftovers, no nothing, just all up in there. That's good. Look, these are good answers. Jay, Don Trail, we've had people say spinach. We've had somebody say cheese. And yes, they have protein in them, but they ain't proteins. But man, Who's I love the, the I love sandwich. the deer burger. Huh? Who's eating a cheese sandwich or a spinach sandwich? Well, the cheese sandwich came from our, our good buddy Delirious Angler with Hookset Hoodlums. And then spinach came from our good buddy Bailey Eigbrett from Serious Angler. He said fucking <laughs> spinach. And I'm like, look, I grew up eating mayonnaise sandwiches. You know, a piece of bread, two inches of mayonnaise, and another piece of bread. Just a straight-up mayonnaise sandwich. But I ain't ever put no spinach between two pieces of bread and called it a sandwich and ate it. Like, I got to have some meat in that spinach. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a deconstructed salad. You got the bread, <laughs> the <little> croutons, and... <laughs> <laughs> but they even cru- they they soft crouton they 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 the pre crouton. <laughs> like did he, did he say anything about like putting some ranch dressing on there or any kind of Italian dressing? Just some dry so, spinach and bread. So the first thing we asked this question, the first thing out of his mouth was so we asked the question just like I asked you, and he goes spinach, and and we're like what 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 what, what? like what else? Ah, <laughs> oh, but anyway. Hmm. You know, we get look. This ha- that happened a year ago or more, and we still give him shit about that. He doesn't listen to the podcast. You know, most podcasters and YouTubers they don't listen to a lot of podcasts and YouTubers, so he never hears this. But we pick on him every fucking episode after that. It's it's great. It's great. Great content. You know, great content. Well, look, guys, this was awesome. I really appreciate you being here. Uh, Dontrell, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to let Jay go at the end. Dontrell, anybody, sponsors, uh, you know, friends, family, anybody you want to holler out that, that makes fishing fun for you, uh, that you just want to shout out on this podcast? Uh, yeah, we'll go with uh, Biz Bates, uh, Carolina Waters, Titan Tungsten, Falcon Hooks. Um, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, my dad, he's all, I mean, I'm always fishing with him whenever time I go home. Uh, we have a 
night we have, we we have a father son Father's Day <laughs> fish off every time I go home. You go fishing <laughs> nice. on the pond. What, what uh, does the winner? What does the what does the winner get? What does the loser have to do? Nothing crazy. It's usually just bragging rights, mm. and that's it's it's a pond he fishes just about every day because it's mm. right down the street. In the neighborhood. So what you're saying is he beats you ever he beats you all the time. <laughs> I hear for the most part. For the most part. And and I don't get to go on my kayak and go do my own thing. We're on his John boat and we're fishing together. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, look, you just gotta tie on the shit that he's throwing and cast over him. Like you don't <laughs> when you're in the same boat in a competition against each other, like there ain't no and then, he makes, and then he makes me drive the boat in the back, so he gets <laughs> he gets the front of the boat. So, so the trail motor's in the boat. back of the boat. Yeah, John Trail. <laughs> what? Look, dude. Let me give you a piece of advice. Put the back of the boat forwards. Since the trolling motor's in the back, you just point the back of that boat first, and you troll, and you get first cast and everything. <laughs> well, he. He likes to say he's at a disadvantage because he calls me asking for tips and stuff like that. He because I'm more experienced or I'm out here more doing more uh -huh. things. But it's fun. Yes, yes, home for the advantage though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the advantage is he is. Oh yeah, definitely. Hey, well, that's great. You get to go fishing with your dad. I grew up fishing with my dad. Matter of fact. Um, like he bought a beat up old John boat. It had little leaks in it. We were putting putty and bubble gum and whatever we could, you know, wash rags <laughs> to, to stop leaks and stuff. And we had a, a old car battery that we found somewhere that lasted two hours and a trolling motor that you had to, you know, knock to get the damn half work. But we went out to our little farm ponds and he would take me fishing all the time. We learned a lot. He, he met some other guys that taught us stuff and, that's got me to where I am now was being able to fish with my dad. We don't get to do it much anymore about once every two years to get out there, but getting to fish with your dad like that, man, that's, that's pretty awesome. Oh yeah. So Jay, I, I made you go last because we probably got about 30 minutes to another hour for you to holler at all the people that make fishing. <laughs> But yeah, anybody you want to holler out, Jay? You know, you got you got a lot of sponsors. You got a, pot, a lot of people helping you. I know you got some stuff coming up in the pipeline. Just can't talk about. But I know all of these people that you're working with are going to be uh, sponsors, and they're going to be big helps to you doing what you want to do. So holler out the folks you want to holler out. Oh Jesus, man! I don't want to leave nobody out. I'm always getting chastised for this. <laughs> like, hey man, you didn't, you didn't say my name. I was in the moment. I'm sorry. But you know uh, what? I mean, it's, it's look, if people, the majority of people are following you on your social media and all your stuff is on your social media and you, and you can find it there folks. Uh, so, and Don trail, we'll get back to you. Cause I've got to ask you to holler at your social medias, but we'll get you at the end. But anyway, it don't matter. Holler at what you know, Jay, because this people can find the rest of it. But, you know, just the folks that are, are right now are big supporters of what you're doing. Definitely. I know. I mean, everybody knows me for my faith and everything. So, you know, first and foremost, God, Jesus Christ. Then Old Town, Fish USA, Tacticam, Carolina Waters, 
Red Blazer, Yak Gear. God. I don't think I missed somebody. I don't think I'm missing anybody. Am I missing somebody, man? I don't think so. <laughs> Knock what? Knock what? <laughs> I'm like, hold on. Who powers my whole kayak? Knock what, man? Knock what? They the local. They the only local company. They the ones right exactly. there in Charlotte. They're in Carolina Waters. I can tell out them waters, yo. Like Nakua is actually SOS. I mean, all the companies that I'm with are are such family based. Like I love that. I don't want to be with a company that's not family based and is not trying to reach people. So these companies that I'm with is is for an intended purpose. It's there for a tenant purpose. And I've had other companies come up to me and be like, hey, you want to do this deal? Yada, yada. I pay this much money. I'm like, nah, I don't like what y'all about. I'm sorry. I can't be, my connect can be connected with y'all. I don't want that. No offense to y'all, but we have two different views. Mm. You know? That's that's a that's a tough call to make. And to, to say that, I mean, that, that speaks a lot. I mean, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to say. Y'all tell people no. Especially yeah. when they're giving you product or discounts or something like that. It's hard. That's that's awesome. All right, Jay, where can we find you on the socials? All right, so everything's going to be under J2 Country. That's J-A-Y, the number two country, C-O-U-N-T-R-Y. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. TikTok. Yes, sir. Uh, everything. Like, type in J2 Country and... You'll see it there. If you know, if I think I think I like that name, that name down for almost every social media platform. Mm. Yeah, I had to had to grab that. Yeah, make it easy. That's, yeah, that's good. I I grabbed so I went to UNC Tar Heels, and said so my freshman year back when I was in school, it was AIM A I M A O L Instant Messenger, and so mm. I chose Paul Heels. So my name's Paul Heels instead of Tar Heels. Paul Heels. I got it. It for whatever reason, it's never been chosen for anything ever, until I wanted to get on TikTok, and be damned if there's somebody on TikTok with Paul Hills Halloween post. So I had to I had to take up the name Jabberhammer, which was given to me by our lovely friend Cupcake Coley, and so I rolled with that on the TikTok. So I would say you could reach out to him and be like, "Hey man, I know you don't post, but would you be interested in changing your name?" Yeah, put a one behind it and give me the real Paul Hills. Exactly. Yeah, I thought I need about five it. Bucks. Yeah, <laughs> five <laughs> bucks. I thought about. It. I I better do it now before my TikTok explodes and I become really famous. Which, will, which you know, I don't know. It'll never happen. I post the stupidest shit on TikTok, but people really do like it. All all five followers really love it. See, say Don Trail. Shout out your social sauce. Uh, D. Sullivan Fishing, right there. Somewhere in there, yeah. That's uh, Instagram. Uh, YouTube is Yak Bass NC. And my name, Dontro Sullivan, on Facebook. And that's it. Hey, Dontro. King Duke on Twitter. King underscore Juke on Twitter. I haven't changed that. That's just the Twitter handle I've had since I made Twitter. Back in college, and I think it's Jack Bass and C on 
TikTok too, I think. Hey, Dontrell, what's what's the page you do with Alex and Robert? Don't don't you do an Instagram stuff with Alex and Robert Yak Bassin or something? You don't no. Just say yes so I don't look more stupid than <laughs> our one. Yeah, I, I have to. I thought you and Robert and Alex posted together on some kind of Instagram like Yak Bassin or something or another. I don't I don't know shit. Anyway, I have royally screwed up Dontrell's uh socials. Y'all forget everything that just happened in the last 10 seconds. Listen to all that before. Look, guys, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. It was a great time. It was awesome to get you know, some local North Carolina guys in here and especially finally getting a North Carolina guy in here that does a lot of saltwater fishing along with the freshwater side. Man, this was awesome. I appreciate y'all coming on. Any any last words or thoughts before we end this? Trail, uh, bull, red fish. Mm. Yeah, y'all, y'all don't see me holding up a fifty-inch bull red by the end of the year. Hopefully, I'm gonna hold on fifty. I'm gonna hold a fifty-one inch. <laughs> Don Trail's gonna yeah, hold he's up. Got, a- he's got to. He's got to beat me because of last Sunday. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh Trail's- God! <laughs> but Don Trail's gonna be holding up a fifty-inch. Jay's gonna be in the background taking a picture, pissed off as hell, and he's gonna make it fuzzy. He's gonna take the camera and be like, click, click, click. Damn, I don't know what happened, man. Good. I couldn't get a good picture. Yeah. Man, exactly. It was wind, waves, elements, man. <laughs> hey, Jay, what you do is you hit that little circle button, and you act like you're taking a picture of him with your fish, and you take a picture like. <laughs> 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 so when he goes to look at him, the fish ain't there. But anyway, thank y'all for coming on. Look, folks, this is Bass and Brews Podcast, your weekly distraction from quality podcast content. We're here every week. We might have a special episode dropping tomorrow. Maybe. I don't know. This hits Friday. Y'all are listening to it now. Thank y'all for coming on. We'll see you on the next go round. Y'all fellas hang out for you. End it. Here we go. hey